93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, May 29th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Residents across the state of Pennsylvania and New Jersey hunkered down on Tuesday night as severe weather hit the region. The National Weather Service confirmed a tornado touched down in Morgantown, Pennsylvania, but has not determined the strength or its path yet. Tornado! Yeah. The National Weather Service made their assessment based on the video they received showing the tornado on the ground. The final assessment and survey of the area are expected to be completed on Wednesday. Several homes have been damaged, but no injuries have been reported. Golf ball-sized hail was also reported in parts of the region. In Cumberland County, New Jersey, a water spout was reported as fishermen were coming to shore. Wow. The National Weather Service also conducted a survey in Sussex County, New Jersey, where there have been reports of damage in relation to Tuesday's storm as, a, as well. So I was coming out of the theater uh, last night, uh, my wife and I, and we were in the lobby and looked up at the windows. I was telling Preston this, Kathy, and uh, the sky was green. It was oh, like that pre tornado yep. green. I'm like, go hell. Well, and apparently uh, we're going to see some more storms come through today, so just be careful. Philadelphia Phillies outfielder Odubel Herrera was placed on administrative leave Tuesday by Major League Baseball a day after his arrest in domestic violence case at an Atlantic City casino. Herrera was arrested Monday night on an assault charge at the Golden Nugget Casino. Police said that they were called on a report of a domestic assault and found a 20-year-old woman with visible signs of injury to her arms and neck, which were caused by Herrera, whom they described as her boyfriend. Herrera was arrested without incident in his hotel room, police say. Uh, the 27-year-old, whose full name is David Odubel Herrera, uh, was released on a summons pending a municipal court date on June 17th. The National League East leading Phillies did not play on Memorial Day. Uh, following a seven-game road trip, the team told Herrera not to report to the club while he's on leave. Major League Baseball and the Players Association agreed to a strict domestic violence policy in 2015, giving Commissioner uh, Rob Manfre- Manfred the right to investigate and impose discipline. If disciplined uh, is warranted, a paid leave could be converted to a suspension without pay. Now, the Phillies issued a statement Tuesday saying they support the joint agreement covering domestic violence. This morning, we were made aware of the alleged incident involving Herrera, the statement read. Upon receiving this information, we immediately reported the incident to Major League Baseball, which has informed us that Herrera has been placed on administrative leave. The leave can last up to seven days while Major League Baseball officials look into the arrest. In several previous Major League Baseball investigations, the leave has been extended while the probe continues. Now, Phillies general manager Matt Klintak and manager uh, Gabe Kapler declined comment on specifics citing Major League Baseball rules. They spoke to Herrera to inform him that he was being placed on leave. Uh, Both of them said that he apologized, asked if uh, Herrera apologized for the incident itself or the distraction it caused. Klintak said, I think maybe all of the above. Kapler and his ex-wife started a foundation in the 2000s to support victims of domestic violence in Southern California. Domestic violence is unacceptable Every time, Kepler said. The Mega Millions jackpot has grown to $444 million after Tuesday's winning numbers drawing yielded no winner. Yeah! The jackpot for Tuesday's drawing was $418 million with a cash option of $263.3 million. The $444 million jackpot for Friday's Mega Millions drawing comes with a cash option of $281.1 million. <laughs> All right, I'll, take I'll take it. Yeah. Now, the overall odds of winning the Mega Millions jackpot are one in 302575300 that's almost even money. Yes, right. We um, almost have yeah, it already. Yeah, it's in the I, bag. I, I really want to win this. Okay. Could do it. I do. I just I want to let you guys, for us. I just want to let you guys know. I'll yeah. give you a dollar. I really, really would like to win. Okay. This. So, 
If I give you a dollar, can I have in? And You're listen, clear. there's yeah. nothing you can't do. If you really want something, you go for it. That's right. What if, haven't we? Isn't that the American <laughs> way? Or, or I'll if you tell you this. It, you can get it. Yes. You've been lying to your children if you've told them otherwise. <laughs> yeah, true. Prove, yeah. It, prove it and win it. And I love people that say, listen, anything is possible. No. No, it's not really no. actually. Can you not. without a plane fly to England? <laughs> <laughs> not everything's possible. Not and in everything. fact, you're not even that good at a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> so this is really But you yeah. are good at something. Well, so yeah. go for yeah. that. No yeah. pressing. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. Oh, is that yes. how it works? Yeah. Okay. If you yeah. use your yeah. mind yeah. to convince yourself you're good at it, anything's yeah. possible. That's right. Well, here's to starting the dreaming uh, for go, a few man. days. Come on, Preston. Mega Millions Jackpot. You can do this, Preston. Mega Millions jackpots start out at $40 million and roll over if there is no jackpot winner. The tickets are sold in 44 states plus D.C. and the U.S. Virgin Islands. Drawings are held at 10 p.m. every Tuesday and Friday. So get your tickets before Friday night. And don't forget about your favorite morning radio show if you do win. In sports this morning. Last night at the ballpark, the Phillies beat the Cardinals. Yeah. Cesar Hernandez hit a go-ahead two-run home run. Nick Pavetta threw five innings, and the Phillies beat the Cardinals 4-3. to three. Pavetta, who improved to 3-1 and one on the season, allowed three runs and three hits in his first start since a demotion in Triple A. The series continues tonight at 7.05. Genesis Cabrera will get the start for St. Louis. Aaron Nola pitches for the Phils. The Stanley Cup Finals continue tonight in Boston as the Bruins hold a 1-0 lead over the St. Saint, uh, Saint Louis Blues in the series. After falling behind 2-0, the Bruins came back to win Game 1 by a score of 4-2. And the NBA Finals begin tomorrow night with the Toronto Raptors hosting the defending champs, the Golden State Warriors, in Game 1. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you so much, Kathy. So we had an extra day over the vacation holiday. Hopefully you had some time as well, too, to kind of rest and get it together. Uh, we have a few things that are going on. Um, first, let me tell you what we have Word of the Week prize. We have... A pair of VIP passes to Wizard World, yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah, so that is coming up at the Pennsylvania Convention Center June 13th through the 16th. So, listen up. We'll get the letter at the end of the program. Now, uh, something that we need to do, um, and this happens over the course of uh, this particular holiday weekend each year. So, we had a winner for the coolest teacher, and we announced on Friday. This is from last week. Bill Finnegan, who's a social studies teacher at Archbishop Ryan, we had announced him. We didn't get a chance to talk to him and officially say congratulations and all that stuff. It would have been damn near impossible. Yeah, so Mr. Finnegan, if you get a chance to call him this morning, we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Let him know, if, in case you do know, uh, that uh, you know if he's not listening or something, that he can give us a call. And we'd like to just hear a moment about him. Remind uh, him that if he puts his mind to it, he can get through. Anything. Yeah. 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 And then we have to announce the winner that we had people vote over the last... You got the long period to vote yeah. for because we announced on Friday... I have a name, if we'd like to announce that now. We were looking for a teacher at Clearview Regional, and it turns out this teacher is in the science department, Ooh. and our winner is Kyle Rosa. Yay! Yep, Mr. Rosa is the coolest teacher of the year, according to the students. At uh, Clearview Regional, and uh, he went to Washington Township High School, Rowan University, and also and he ended up at Clemson. 
Uh, and apparently his Twitter account reflects his passion for teaching and support for his students. And he may or may not have chaperoned this year's senior trip to Orlando. So, there you go. Oh my God, Once again, seriously? another trip. All you got, if you want to win this, teachers, next year, take your kids on a trip. Yeah, it's almost a guarantee. Make sure it's school sanctioned, though. Uh, so, Kyle Rosa, science teacher, Clearview Regional. Congratulations. We have the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug, and we also have. WhatAcrockMeals.com $50 gift card set you up with, and we'd like to hear from Mr. Rosa as well. That means we need to choose another school. That'll be you. Is it me? Yes. Yay. Yes. Third one that I get to pick. No. Third. Second. Yeah, all right. Third. All right, Casey's holding the box of goodness above his head. I'm reaching in, and I have found a school that will now be voting. Our next school is... Lower Moreland High School in Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. I knew that's the one you were going to pull out. Lower Moreland High School. We now put it to you to vote and let us know who you think was the teacher that stood out amongst all the others over the past year. So if you're a student at Lower Moreland High School in the Huntington Valley, uh, text the word teacher. Followed by the teacher's name to 39333, and you get one vote per phone number. So the word teacher, then a space, and then the teacher's name to 39333, and you get 24 hours to do that. Also on the program today, we are going to have the ringmaster of the Big Apple Circus. It's Stephanie Monsu who will be stopping by today. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day, and we have a cast member of... The Book of Mormon, which ah. is uh, running now through June 30th at the Academy of Music. So that's a great show. So if you want to hear Seen It by Me. Uh, oh, you haven't seen it? No. I oh, want to see it. My Here's God. my opportunity. You... Yes. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really funny. So, you know, the guys from South Park, South Park uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone are behind it. So, yeah. you know, it's gold. My wife's going for the third time on Thursday. Oh, okay. No yeah. Kid. yeah. Okay. It bears repeating <clears throat> to see it two yes. more than once because the jokes fly so fast. Yep. And the music is incredible. So you get caught up in the music and then you're like, wait, I, I just missed like six jokes in a row. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Liam Tobin is the uh, cast member who will be here. We also have our friends from Sequoia Outback that are stopping in uh, with a meet and eat. And uh, it's in promotion of an event that Steve is going to be hosting this Saturday. It is. Uh, the Ultimate Beer and Barbecue Bash. Uh, so you can stop out there. Sequoia Outback will get you the full details from noon to 2 this coming Saturday. So a lot going on, as you can see. Oh. Let's, what? Did you uh-huh. do the, oh, wait. Did you do this, too? No, secret text word Don't read today. the top, because the top is wrong. Uh, where it says the who. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, they'd be really easy yeah. tickets to come by at this yeah. point. It was a great uh, show. <laughs> we have a pair of tickets to Philly Beer Week's kickoff event opening tap. And uh, unlimited samples from more than 65 breweries and cideries. I didn't know they were called cideries. Cideries. Yeah. All right, so add a new word to the vocabulary. Uh, Twenty three hundred arena in South Philly. So text word secret to three nine three three three. We got a lot going on today. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. The entertainment report. Super question. Those things are on the way next. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at wmmr.com or on the MMR mobile app. Stephen Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStephenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so uh, coolest teacher. We're looking for uh, Lower Moreland High School in Huntington Valley. to text word teacher followed by teacher's name, 39333. Let us know. Marissa, by the way, if our teacher's calling, see if they can come in in the next segment. I got a lot to get to, and 
We have a few different people to talk to. Bill Finnegan, who was a winner, we chose last week, Archbishop Ryan, uh, and they voted for him, but we didn't get a chance to talk to him because we were at Keenan's Broadcasting Live. And Kyle Rosa, who is from Clearview Regional, science teacher there, today's winner. And we'd like to talk to both of them if we have a chance. But I got a lot to fit in Let's now. go. So we're going to do this stupid question. We are going to give away $25 Wawa gift card. And the question I have for you this morning, uh, an ad character named Milton was created in the 1970s to promote Pop-Tarts. What was Milton? 215263 WMMR. Uh-huh. An ad character named Milton was created in the 1970s <clears throat> to promote Pop-Tarts. What was Milton? 215263 WMMR, the number call right now. I'm going to go through some birthdays. Today, being May 29th, it is Noel Gallagher's birthday today. Noel is the uh, former guitarist of the band Oasis, and he's a solo artist as well. He and his brother Liam split up a while back. They're not going to get back together. They pretty much hate each other. And there you go. Yeah. This is that. But we did meet Noel years and years ago at Y100, and he was actually a really nice guy. As far as cantankerous as those two can be, he was really pleasant And he can us. cover the songs that his brother does. He can that, sing yeah, them. no problem. Yeah. Uh, so he's 52 today. It's a shame. Birthday. Noel Gallagher. Uh, Adrian Paul, who was uh, in the Highlander TV series. Now you're talking Kathy's realm. That's all I know about him. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he actually was in a couple of uh, movies. He was in that movie, uh, remember that movie Love Potion Number 9 with yeah. Sandra Bullock? Sure. He's in that as well. Who was he in that? He was the rich um, guy she first seduces with her Cuff. love potion. You remember that yeah. movie, Preston? It was an Oscar Champion. No, I do remember the movie. I just yeah. don't remember Adrian Paul in it. It's incredible. He's 60. Incredible actor. Annette Benning uh, is now part of the Marvel Universe. Yes. She was in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, so you know her from movies like Bugsy and The American President and American Beauty and so on. The Grifters. Really yep. great movie. She is 61 years old today. Anthony Geary, who played Luke Spencer on General Hospital. Yes. Is, uh, that's Luke and Laura fame. Well, I remember that. That's, I don't think that storyline could exist the way it existed initially back then on General Hospital because he sexually assaulted her uh, in a, and, uh, and then they got married. You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Isn't the way crazy? it happens. Uh, he's 72 today. It's Latoya Jackson's birthday today. Latoya, Latoya is sixty-three. Hi, Bubbles. Hey, Bubbles. Bubbles. Remember that? Yeah, when bubbles? she. Oh my yeah, God! There you we have it. Oh no. Yes. Hi, Bubbles. This is when she was reunited with Bubbles. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Bubbles the chimp. For yeah. those who are the... not familiar with the Michael Jackson lore. Hi, Bubbles. You know I miss you. I haven't seen you in ages, Bubbles. Do you remember me? Bubbles? Leave me alone. Leave me alone. You do. Do you, Bubbles? Bubbles? I see this ratty chimp sitting there. (laughs) Who the F are you? And then right about here is when he ripped her ears off, right? Oh, I want to kiss you. I want to hug you. And I know I can't because you're so big. (laughs) Oh, look, Toya. (laughs) My ears! I'm going to keep these. <laughs> you know, to remind me of Michael. He's gotten a lot bigger. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's yeah, right, though. Yeah. He uh, he would have killed her. Oh, yeah. Hell, I wanted to kill her after listening to that. Uh, she's 63. Uh, Ted Levine, who you probably know best as Buffalo Bill in the Silence of the Lambs film. One of the great comedy characters of all time, yeah, don't you think? Right. I'd say funny. It'd feel good. It's a crazy way he yeah. lived, wasn't it? And wanted uh, to make uh, clothing out of uh, skin. Yeah, he was so great as that character, man. And yet, he, talk about range on the character. Then he's the boss on the TV series uh, Monk. He's the captain. Yeah. Yep. Very likable. Yeah. But uh, talk about a deranged, 
performance, just awesome. And one that is definitely stuck with him. He's uh, he's 62 and years old today. One of the most quoted lines, she puts the lotion in the, in yeah, the basket. It puts, it puts the lotion yeah. in the basket whenever it's told. <laughs> uh, so he is 62 today. On the last birthday from the world of uh, music and mu- uh, films and music, it is Danny Elfman's birthday. Wow. Today. Yep. Boingo Boingo was his band, and uh, then after that, he started to get a knack for writing music for TV shows and films. He's a darling of uh, of Tim Burton. He's a huge, uh, he uses him quite a bit. Absolutely. They had a falling out, and then they got back together. Oh, I was kidding. a fan of Boingo Boingo. Yeah, for a while, a brief period, they had a falling out, but uh, now they're working together a lot. Uh, so, the Batman films, Spider-Man films, uh, The Simpsons, Desperate Housewives, Pee-wee's uh, Big Adventure, and a whole lot of stuff. So, Danny Elfman, 66 years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. Uh, an ad character named Milton was created in the 1970s to promote Pop-Tarts. And what was Milton? 215-263-WMMR is our number. And I will see if Holly knows the answer. Good morning, Holly. Good morning. All right, so Holly, what was Milton? Milton was a toaster. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Hang on a second. That's the name of my wife's vibrator. Milton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you got it right. We are going to give you a $25 Wawa gift card, Wawa lanyard, and a Wawa t-shirt. And you can win a trip to the Wawa Welcome America July 4th festivities in Philadelphia. Visit WawaWelcomeAmerica.com to oh, enter. in Philadelphia this year. Yeah, it's in Philadelphia this year. So you win a trip, apparently. All right, so... <laughs> Let's get into some of the stories that I have for you. We'll begin with, where's the one? I was going to lead with a different one. Here it is. Uh, Kit Harrington is in a high-end mental health and wellness facility in Connecticut, which he reportedly entered shortly before the Game of Thrones finale was broadcast earlier this month. Of course, uh, this month, of course, uh, Kit Harrington played uh, Jon Snow in the uh, series. The news was first reported by Page Six, which said Harrington has been at the Privé Swiss Boutique Mental Health Facility and Rehab for a month now, working on stress, exhaustion, and alcohol use at an estimated cost of more than $120,000 a month. Wow. Wow. According to a friend uh, who told Page Six, he realized this is it. This is the end noting that the end of the HBO series hit Harrington hard. He said it was something that they had all worked on so hard for so many years. He had a moment of what's next. And the friend said that everyone close to Harrington wanted him to get some rest after his work. So I don't know if he's working on being full-on sober or if he just needs to chill out for a little while and uh, or just center a bit. What, yes, that could be all part of the deal. But there was a footage of him. You remember he was around a pool table at a club in Manhattan, and he was drunk and slurring his words and getting a little cantankerous. That was the first sign that there might have been something wrong. Oh, yeah? He, I don't know why he's upset, though, because he he did have a good film career. He was in Pompeii, which, which is <laughs> awesome. Hey, it brought him here yep. to come to by the studio, so I'm all right with yeah. Pompeii. Um, Olivia Jade may be down, but she's not out. The social media influencer still has more than one million followers on Instagram. Uh, despite the Varsity Blues scandal that had several major brands, including Sephora, cut ties with her. I'm one of those proud Instagram followers, by the way, Preston, and I, I learn a lot from Olivia Jade. Do you really? She's incredibly informative. Well, then it's important to you yeah. that she keeps doing oh my what God. she's doing them. Yeah. According to a report in Us Weekly, Jade is hoping to make a comeback 
Olivia, this is according to a source, Olivia has been emotional in the midst of all of this and definitely wants to make a comeback and still wants to be a beauty influencer. I want to be a beauty influencer. She understands that she needs to hide out for now and lay low, but she's anxious to be back in the spotlight again and thinks that over time she'll be able to come back. I think this would make a great sort of political drama like uh, the, the Bourne series. She's got to hide out. Yeah. Then she can return one day as a uh, beauty influencer. She hasn't posted anything for 12 weeks and I, and I wonder like if you built your living. You don't think and, I feel that? Oh yeah, I know you do every day. You come in and, and complain about it. But uh, she hasn't posted anything for that long. But that was her life. That was her whole living. And now that's been removed from her life and, and how she made a living. So I wonder, I wonder what that's like, <laughs> that going through that withdrawal of removing yourself entirely from Instagram, but still having it there, it's, having it exist. It's got to be horrible. And I honestly feel bad for her. I know she was given everything, uh, this incredible genetics, uh, an incredible upbringing, a lot of money. But she, you know, as dumb as a box of rocks, she put this thing together. She built this thing yeah. on her own, basically. And it's her whole life. Parlated. The parents convince her you got to go to school, and they end up effing up everything. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, so, wait, this is her career? Kind of. But she was a student, though, right? Not really. No, she was a student really. after she was an influencer. Yeah, she was much more interested in being an influencer. She was, like, a student like me and Nick were students. Yeah. Preston, think and back. Me. Think back <laughs> when you were a beauty influencer. Don't you remember? No, I've, I've forgotten. You put it behind you. It's been too long. Uh, apparently, she was aware that her parents shelled out 500000 to get her and her sister Bella in the USC, but she didn't think they, or realize that they were doing anything wrong. Uh, in a bid to resuscitate her tarnished image, Olivia is reportedly allowing it to be known that she is desperate to be readmitted to USC. <laughs> Source says that she knows they won't let her in, so she's hoping info this info gets out. She says she wants to get back on the rowing team. Uh, she wants. <laughs> she wants to come out looking like she's changed, learn her, learn life lessons, and is growing as a person. So she, uh, for sure, wants people to think that she's interested in her education. Wants people to think that she's interested. Yes, okay. it doesn't. She doesn't have to be. Man, she just wants people to think, to think she's that. interested. Come on, dear lord. <laughs> All right, uh, here's a bit of a, uh, a serious uh, story. Ellen DeGeneres is opening up about the sexual assault. She says she suffered at her stepfather's hands, and she she's never really gone into too much I've detail. I've never heard this. Yeah. Uh, so she's revealing the heartache when her mom failed to believe her story. Uh. Uh, she first shared her allegations in 2005 with Allure, but she shared additional information in the next episode of My Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman, which Letterman, which is coming out on Friday on Netflix. Uh, she says that her mother, Betty, married, quote, a very bad man when she was a teenager and soon after got diagnosed with breast cancer. The abuse began with her stepfather pretending to examine her breasts for lumps. <sighs> she says he told me that uh, she was out of town and that she had felt a lump in her breast and needed to feel my breast because oh, he didn't geez. want to upset her, but he needed to feel mine. He convinced me that he needs to feel my breast and then he tries to do it again another time and then another time. Didn't uh, Rosie O'Donnell just reveal sort of a similar yeah, thing? Yeah, she said, and uh, Ellen said that uh, fear of him eventually led her to run away. She said, he tries to break my door down. I kicked the window out and ran because I knew it was going to get more to something. And I didn't want to tell my mother because I was protecting her and I knew that she that it would ruin her happiness. She said, I'm angry with myself, you know. I didn't, uh, I, I was too weak to stand up to him. I was 15 or 16. It was a really horrible, horrible story, and the only reason I'm actually going to go into detail about it is because I want other girls to not ever let someone do that. She said that she wishes that her mother had stood up for her. She said, I wish 
that I would have been better taken care of, and I wish she would have believed me. Uh, she reflected by saying, but I've always taken care of her my whole life, so I just kept taking care of her. I didn't really let it get to me, and she's apologetic, but, you know, and then she got it trailed off. So That's she, horrible. She wish her mother would have helped out more. She said that she's speaking out because she wants people to feel like they have a voice. She said, that's the only reason that I think it's important to talk about it because there are so many young girls and it doesn't matter how old you are. When I see people speaking out, especially now, it angers me when victims aren't believed because we just don't make this stuff up. And I and I like men, but there are so many men that get away with so much. So she's telling her story and maybe it will encourage some people who are afraid to speak up to go ahead and speak up because she was afraid to do it herself and she regrets it to this I day. Had no idea until yeah. what just a couple of days ago she came out with this. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, they just teased it uh, this week. And then uh, Ellen News, um, she tweeted out yesterday that she or some version of her show will be at the ballpark today. There's a if it says if you know how to uh, say Schuylkill, then you'll probably be ready to be on my show tomorrow. Rain or shine, see you at Citizens Bank Park. At 4 p.m., uh, Philly, and the hashtag oh. Philly. So I don't that's know. today. That's today. Yeah, I don't oh, know. Right about time when the tornadoes are coming through. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. Okay. I wonder if it's a Doran boss thing. It might be. You know, because hmm. she'll send these things out or send yeah. out a crew or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, everybody has the occasional nostalgic. Those were the days. Ramen eating flashback. Even Jason Mom- Momoa. Uh, the Game of Thrones star who played Daenerys Targaryen, uh, Daenerys Targaryen's husband, Cal Drogo, and of course he was Aquaman too. Yes, uh, posted a throwback shot of himself, uh, self uh, living the van life because he was too broke to head home. That must have been a big ass van. He wrote so homesick. Looking through my phone, and I found this. Uh, and it may have been writing from the set of Dune, which is currently filming in Budapest in Jordan, which I didn't know. Ah, very nice. Yeah. Uh, he wrote, off the road, some quiet parking lot in Donegal. It was amazing, simple moment with my best friend. While filming Game of Thrones, we had a little break, and we were too broke to fly home, so we rented a panel van, a.k.a. U-Haul in Belfast, and drove around beautiful, amazing Ireland searching for the greatest pint of Guinness, and it turns out it's perfect everywhere, he wrote. He's got a free spirit, Tim. I like his, I uh, his style. Yep. Uh, he wrote, so he many w- does good war chants, Preston. Uh, so many wonderful people and stories. I treasure those times. It was the simplest moments I remember the most. I still miss my family. Been a long road, and I feel like I'm just getting started. On the Rome needs to go home. Huh? Uh, P.S. I'll ask Brian for more picks. He's got the gold. Aloha, Jay. So that was just what he had to say. And his uh, his wife is Lisa Bonet, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that wild? I'm going strong. Yeah. Uh, okay, these two didn't go very strong, and this is pretty disturbing. Lamar Odom and Khloe Kardashian had highs and lows and low lows in Odom's new memoir, Darkness to Light. The 39-year-old NBA star admits that there was one moment in particular in their marriage that he is still ashamed of. He shares that while he was high on cocaine and ecstasy, he threatened to kill her. Whoa! He recalls the incident, which he says occurred in this man cave in their basement. He said, Chloe came down and knocked on the door. I opened it suddenly and grabbed her forcefully by the shoulders, which frightened her. And what the F are you doing? I screamed out of my mind. You trying to embarrass me in front of my friends? I'll effing kill you. You don't know what I'm capable of. Was he drugged up or was it just Yeah, a... he said he was on cocaine oh, and ecstasy. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so she ran upstairs and he recalls begging her for forgiveness later. He said, I was embarrassed and ashamed. It was a new low for our relationship and my life. The most regrettable moment in a series of regrettable moments. So, wow, it nearly got really dangerous physical. Mm. You, saw, uh, you saw what else he was uh, claiming, too, that he, uh, that Dennis Hoff... 
uh, from the uh, the Bunny Ranch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he believes that Dennis Hoff, remember when he had that whole incident, that Dennis Hoff had poisoned him and was trying to kill him. Oh. What? Yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's his latest okay. uh, revelation that he believes that it, uh, he really had no sway over what happened that day. It was Dennis Hoff trying to kill him. Uh, well, those two were married from 2009 to 2016. Uh, sources tell Us Weekly that she has not read his book, by the way. Uh, Kylie Jenner recently stepped out in Los Angeles for dinner dressed in a sheer $16,917 dress <laughs> by Julian McDonald. How sheer? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. Not real. Hopefully very sheer. Uh, the orange mini features razor sharp shoulder pads. It's, it's barely a dress. Right. Oh that was sixteen thousand dollars. Yeah. We're looking at it. <laughs> it's Dear. not even enough material to be sixteen thousand. That's that's something you wear at the beach. Yeah, you know, not it's, even. Yeah, it looks like uh, that's too too much for the beach. Yeah. That's, wow. Wow. Okay. Well, good for her. Uh, the the orange mini, like I said, features she's having <laughs> uh, razor sharp shoulder pads in case someone attacks you. A deep neckline <laughs> and extreme side cuts. Uh, she paired the dress with Yeezy Season Eight PVC heels. Okay. Yeah, of course, PVC heels are all the rage. Uh-huh. I didn't know Yeezy had seasons of heels. Heels. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder Season eight. with her various body parts, if she took out the extended warranty for if something goes wrong during dinner, does she have a number to call if one of her breasts falls off? Or, mm, I don't know. Because I don't know how much of that is. Uh, a lot of that appears to be after factory. I mean, for 16000 you mean the dress or, or no, her? No, her body. I was talking about uh, her uh, breast yeah. implants. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying for 16000 it better not be flying out no matter how much materials on so there? You would have to use. You'd have to do like the double sided tape or, or yeah, whatever. She's, she's got to have something, right? You would fall right out of that. Yeah. Yep. So that's what she wore over the weekend. Sixteen thousand. When you go out for dinner, throw on your sixteen thousand dollars dress and head on out. I was wearing eight dollar bathing suit that I got from Speedo. Ooh. Yes, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Where, where were you eating? Yeah. I was uh, eating at the Two Mile Landing in Lower Township. Okay. All right. In an nice. $8 bathing suit. In an $8 bathing suit. Now, cool. what, what did TMZ have to say when they... Uh, they didn't okay. say anything, okay. Steve. They weren't on, on hand. Were you wearing a shirt? I alerted them. Yes, I was... <laughs> okay. I called them. I, yeah, hey. I called them. <laughs> Who is this again? <laughs> Lose this number. Casey Foster, I produced the Preston Steve Show. I'm going to be in my bathing suit. <laughs> By the way, I, I, think I, had, I think I had a flashback over the weekend of, of Keenan's. Did you take your shirt off at one point? No. No, he took his pants off. No, I know that, but I thought I remembered seeing you sitting behind your your workspace there with your shirt off for some reason. I did. You're right, because I I forgot about that. Oh, my gosh. I take my clothes off so many times. (laughs) You're such an exhibitionist. Uh, I put the the Play Gloria shirt on. Okay, that was it. Yep. Yep. All right, gotcha. (laughs) Uh, Fantastic Four stars Kate Mara and Jamie Bell's baby girl has arrived. So exciting. The 36-year-old mother shared the news on Instagram Monday, writing, we we had a baby a couple of weeks ago, and here are her feet. So they they both met on uh, Fantastic Four. I guess so. Yeah, uh, this is Mara. So something from that movie worked. This is Mara's child. Belle shares a five year old son with ex wife Evan Rachel Wood. Huh. So I don't know who the dad is. If it just says this is maybe it meant, maybe they meant to say this is Mara's first child, and they left that part out of there. I don't really know. Maybe maybe thing. Anyhow, I like her a lot. I've had a thing for her for a while. Oh, absolutely. So congrats to those two. 
Saturday Night Live alum Chris Kattan claims in a new book that producer Lauren Michaels once pressured him to have sex with the director so she would stay attached to the 1990s comedy film A Night at the Roxbury. I think if you're going to give it up, you give it up for a movie like A Night at the Roxbury. <laughs> yeah. Either that or Corky Romano. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in his memoir, Baby Don't Hurt Me, Catan said director Amy Heckler, Heckerling uh, was slated to helm the movie when she came on to him. Catan, who was then 27, writes that he rebuffed the 43-year-old clueless director's advances. The next day, he says he got a call from a furious Michaels who allegedly told him that Heckerling was considering backing out of the project. And Michaels allegedly told him that, quote, Paramount, would only do the movie if Amy signed on as director, not as a producer. And if he wanted to make sure the movie happened, then he had better keep Amy happy. He said, Chris, I'm not saying you have to F her, but it wouldn't hurt. <laughs> now, well, there you go. But an SNL spokesperson denied Catan's claim, saying this did not happen. Finger show, blasting was mentioned. Show reps also said that the publisher never contacted them to verify the claims from the book either. Uh, Catan allegedly alleged that ultimately he and Hagerling... Uh, had a consensual sexual encounter on the couch in her office. He wrote, she thought that it would be fun to have sex on Lauren's desk. And uh, uh, he said, wow, what a great idea. I said a polite F no So uh, to that. So we ended up going to her office and having sex on, yep, you guessed it, the casting couch. He writes said he was attracted to Heckerling, but the, at the same time was very afraid of the power that she and Lauren wielded over his career. Uh, he decided not to tell anybody about the incident, but wrote, uh, that it put a strain on his already fraying relationship with actress Jennifer Coolidge. I didn't know that they were a couple of. Was that a thing? I guess maybe. What the hell? I for the longest time I I thought Chris Kattan was gay. I, yeah, I, yeah. It, was, it was just you know, but uh, well, maybe he who knew? Stifler's mom had something going on. It's quite possible. Uh, in the end, Heckerling signed on as a producer of the movie. John Fortenberry. Ended up directing. Good I actually, news, we got Fortenberry. I actually liked uh, A Night at the Rock. There are moments I in it. I thought it was fun. And you know one of the highlights, Preston, Richard Grieco. Yeah. You're you a wise see, man. You see right through me, Richard Grieco. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the bizarre edition right. of Richard Grieco. All right, so more than 180 million people in 40 markets tuned in to something I've never heard of before. Uh, They watched Dutch singer Duncan Lawrence win the 2019 Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, my God, he won! Dude, 180 million people tune in. It's a very popular show. Uh, The talent contest also received 40 million unique views on YouTube from 225 territories during the week of the event, and Madonna performed on there. How exciting. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Absolutely, not at all. Mm -hmm. Nope. Uh, former DreamWorks animation CEO Jeffrey Katzenberg is set to receive a career honor as Media Person of the Year at this year's Con Lions Festival. Uh, he'll be honored on June 19th in the evening after giving a keynote earlier in the day with uh, Quibi CEO Meg Whitman and MediaLink CEO Michael Cassatt. We were talking about Quibi last week. Yeah, it's where yeah. you fart in the bathtub right, and then you bite in, the bubble. Right, exactly. Right. Yep, you bite the fart bubble. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what a Quibi is. Now, what it's a streaming service? Yeah, like that. I think so. Yeah. All right, and then one last thing. The manager of <laughs> Notting Hill Bookshop has a supply of Kleenex on hand for visitors from afar who come to toast the classic movie of the same name, which celebrated its 20th anniversary on Tuesday. So yesterday, 
He said, I don't think that we have had anyone from Greenland in, but I think I've met people from every single country. So they walk in and start crying? He said, I had a couple from Argentina maybe a month ago come in, and the woman was in complete tears. The husband said they watched this film on their first date 20 years ago and got married soon after. So it's emotional. It's adorable. Uh, for some people, yeah. It's a, I like that movie. But, um, Do they have Judy Bloom books at this bookstore? I don't know. Okay. But uh, apparently you can go in and it's a, an operating bookshop and you there can you visit go. it if you want to. No it's toilet something. paper. Just some yeah. People get a little bit emotional when they're there. All right. We're ready for clips, man. Woo! Very exciting. Following the success of Bohemian Rhapsody and The Dirt, Rocket Man delves into Elton John's storied music career. In this clip, Taryn Egerton explains why it was intimidating to meet Elton for the first time. Until you meet him, you kind of forget that he's a real sort of person. He's sort of more of an idea than he is a kind of a walking, talking human being. Through sort of being fortunate enough to spend some time with him, you it, you very quickly realise, although he's intimidating at first, kind of delights in being a little bit provocative and a little bit naughty. <laughs> Uh, Rocket Man is in theaters this Friday. Can't wait to see that. Getting very good reviews. I think it's at eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and they're they're singling him out for an incredible performance. Here's the next clip. The Hot Zone miniseries takes a dramatic look at what it was like to be in the United States during the nineteen eighty nine Ebola outbreak. People got sick. And here, Liam Cunningham discusses what needs to be done to fight the disease. We need to throw the kitchen sink, everything, at this at this problem. And it is achievable. Look at smallpox in the past and polio. We've virtually eradicated those. This can be done here. <laughs> he sounds like Sir Davos yeah. from uh, Game of Thrones, doesn't he? Yeah. It's freaking Ebola virus. We need to throw the kitchen sink, everything. This is Jon Snow. Well... Uh, the series finale of The Hot Zone airs tonight, 9 p.m. on National Geographic. And there you go. Your entertainment report, dear friends. Hope you enjoyed it. We got a lot to get to today, gang. And uh, we hope you'll stick around for every single moment of it. We are going to go on TV today. We're going live on Fox Good Day. We have the ringmaster of the Big Apple Circus. Kathy actually spoke to her not too long ago, so she's a great personality. So uh, she's going to be stopping in. Our friends from Sequoia Outbackers stopping in as well because Steve Morrison oh, yeah. is going to be at their ultimate beer and barbecue bash this weekend. And it is from uh, noon to t- 2 p.m. on Saturday. You can get great deals during their Memorial Day sale, which is continuing on. So our friend John Keller from Sequoia Outback is going to be here grilling up some food. What? Sorry. The reason why it sounded like Sir Davos is because it's Sir Davos. Is that really? <laughs> yeah. That's Damn good. His real name is Liam Gunningham. I never knew his name. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Now, wait a minute. So the hot zone, I thought it was, uh, it's, it's, it's. Dramatic, then it's not. I thought it was yes. a documentary. I guess no. it's a it's a docudrama. 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 Yeah, right, Marissa saw parts of it the other night, and uh, I can't wait to see it. It looks it's really hot. compelling. It's thick. It's hot and sick. Yeah. Second hot. Sir Davos. That zone is so hot. Sir Davos is second hot. Uh, you uh, just won mystery clips without even knowing that you were playing mystery. How about that? Oh, wow. You're right. Where'd well, it go? I, I cheated. Woo. I looked at the text board. <laughs> no idea. What does he win, Case? Uh, Preston, you win. I'm going to get you some stuff from Sequoia Outback. Hey! Some food, some barbecue. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, let's take a break. We will come back in just a moment, and we got a bunch to get to. So stick with us, dear friends. We're going to have a good time. What's new? Glad you asked. Muse. Disturbed. 
American Tours. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Uh, hey, one of our coolest teachers is on the phone. Ooh, Last week, we had announced uh, Archbishop Ryan as the school that uh, needed to call in and vote, or I mean, sorry, text in and vote. And we got a winner on Friday, but we were in the midst of uh, almost 2,000 people and a bit of a crazy day, so we didn't take any phone calls. And we wanted to hear from our coolest teacher. So, from Archbishop Ryan, he's calling in now, social studies teacher, Mr. Bill Finnegan. Good morning, Mr. Finnegan. Hi, how you doing? We're awesome. How you doing, my man? All right, all right. Did you get to revel in your victory all weekend long? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Congratulations. How long have you been teaching? You. Uh, 22 years teaching, 20 years ago, Mr. Brian. Wow, you're a 20-year man at the high school. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So did you spend a lot of the weekend calling out the other teachers and lording your victory over them? Uh, no, I didn't do that too much. Just spent time with my wife and son all weekend. All right, Bill. Did they did they give anything for twenty years? Any kind of a you know a commemoration of sorts? Nope. What the? Oh, come on now. <laughs> well, you know what? We're doing it by giving you what a crock. Yeah, awesome. you're gonna love it. <laughs> awesome. How many weeks left of school, Bill? Uh, well, this is pretty much the last week. I mean, the last day is like the middle of June, June fourteenth or something. But today's actually the last. My last teaching day this year. Oh. I'll wow. review for a couple of final tests, and then I'll be there. Okay. And then uh, what do you got for the summer, Bill? Well, usually I run summer school here at Arsons of Ryan, and I also work as a, um extended school year teacher in the Lower Marion School District. So okay. you, you keep at it. It's very cool. Yeah. Yes, I have to. <laughs> you, you have to. Nice. You have no option. Well, listen, 20 years in and the kids are uh, still, you know, really happy with you and they voted for you. So that means that we are going to set you up with the coolest teacher, the coffee mug. And we're also going to give you, like Steven said, a $50 gift card to whatacrockmeals.com. All right, Stuff is man? delicious. You're going to love it. Great. Thank you. Just a little nod of uh, thanks. So, uh, congratulations, Mr. Finnegan, Bill Finnegan, social studies teacher at Archbishop Ryan. And then look at this. What? We have our winner for Uh who we chose, the school that we chose. (laughs) Can't be happening. Yeah, from uh, Keenan's was Clearview Regional High School. And the science teacher, Mr. Kyle Rosa, was our winner. Mr. Rosa is on the line. Hey, Mr. Rosa. Hello. How are you guys? We are great. How are you? Awesome. What a great morning. <laughs> yeah. How does this feel to find out that, uh, you know, they think that much of you that the students voted for you to win? This is the best recognition I could ever have gotten at this place. Seriously. Th- that is awesome. See, now that's the kind of reaction we want to give us uh, false praise. <laughs> no, that is awesome. Now, can, Marissa can... Marissa had sent over some information. She was checking your Twitter account and everything. And it seems that you really, you spent a lot of time on social media uh, reflecting how much you love this job and how much you dig your students. Yeah, I mean, I try to, you know, biology can sometimes be, you know, terrible. Um, so I try to make it at least. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you you didn't even go for any nuance on that. You said biology can be terrible. I always found it pretty fascinating. Are you, you're the kind of teacher that engages the students and has fun with the subject? I try to. Yeah, okay. I try to make it relevant and interesting to their lives. <laughs> hey, do the do the biology labs still smell like formaldehyde? Because they did when I went to school. Oh, it's awful! It's so bad. I keep the windows open, but you know, people still complain. Hey, what's <laughs> the down the hallway knows? <laughs> what's the worst day of the year? The dead frog delivery day, or 
Is there another? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because we oh, had, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember, we had like fetal pigs. and. Did you get fetal oh, pigs? Yeah. I, I, we didn't dissect them, but they were in jars all around the room. Does that still exist, Kyle? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, we do fetal pigs. And I got little jars of all kinds of things around. Me- so. <laughs> that's pretty. All we ever got was uh, dead frogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Go figure. Yeah, but uh, they've they've got all kinds of dead stuff apparently over at uh, at uh, Clearview. Now, how long have you been teaching there, Kyle? Uh, this will be my this is my sixth year. I did three years. I taught in the middle school, and then three years in the high school. Okay, uh, and so that means some of your middle schoolers you're teaching now. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's okay. I've had four times. So all right, it's all right. Really cool. And uh, what do you, what do you think it is that makes you stand out amongst other teachers? What's what's the connection? Um, I think, you know, just trying to make the subject interesting to the kids. I try to talk to them whenever and listen to their, their problems, even if they're ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and, you know, try to be try to be someone that's always a positive, uh, you know, force for them and, and try to do things in the school to, to make it better all the time. So. And we also understand that every, every student gets a complimentary fetal pig. So that's, uh, you can't yeah. beat that. Yeah. <laughs> It's a parting gift. Yeah. It's a nice. parting gift. No, well, that's awesome. Well, listen, they, they think this much of you, so uh, it's it's a cool little honor, and we're going to set you up with the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug, and we also give you the $50 watercrockmeals.com gift card. And by the way, yeah, as Nick had asked, how, much, how, how many more working days left for you? We're done. We're done the 14th. Okay. okay June 14th, a couple right. of weeks. Hang in there. It's coming. Summertime right. is on the way. All right. Thank you, Mr. Rosa. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Kyle Rosa, yeah. science teacher at Clearview Regional High School. And the next school that's up for the running is Lower Moreland High School in Huntington Valley. So one of your favorite teachers could end up talking to us tomorrow morning. Text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. I could remember that time where you were just counting the days. You were like a uh, oh in a God. rodeo. You were like a bull in the pen, mm-hmm. just waiting for the gate to open up because it was just unbearable. It's a wonderful time of year. Uh, so, anyhow, uh, welcome back. What what a weekend. Let me tell you, folks. Glorious. What a holiday weekend. Man, cleaned out the garage, cleaned <laughs> out the basement. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Dad, yeah. there's nothing to sneeze at. I'm telling you, I, I did it all this weekend. Yeah. You had a date night, though, didn't you? I saw on Instagram you went out with your wife and the city. Went to a wedding. Oh. Yeah. All right. Oh, is, okay. did, well, you were the officiant at this wedding? I was supposed to be, and they, they ended up... They uh, found another Quaker. They found somebody. Well, it was a Quaker wedding, yeah, yeah. so... Huh? Which, by the way, 15 minutes. Boom! Oh, 15 minutes! It was at the Free Library. Actually, it was pretty damn cool. I've never been in there before. It's a great awesome. building. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I only go to uh, pay libraries. Yeah, private <laughs> libraries. Yeah, private <laughs> libraries. No, we had a we had a good time. But, but that's awesome. Uh, no, my weekend was filled with just you know doing stuff around the house, and that's that's where I am. And did life. you get it done? Uh, most of it. Yeah, we had okay. a, it was it was a family effort. Uh, but so while I was doing that. Kathy was ripping it up this weekend. Yeah. I was damaging Woo. all my internal organs. <laughs> I've never actually, heard... she was scared. She was literally, so she was Friday. confiding to us uh, during the, now mind you, in a room full of, of a, a fairly debaucherous room full of alcoholics just going crazy, and she's saying, oh, I'm, I'm scared of what I'm about. And I thought she was talking about flying. She was talking about the weekend of abject off the charts partying. Well, so when we were at Keenan's, that's what, what kind of sparked it. I'm like, this is going to be my entire weekend. Yeah. And sure enough, it was. Yeah. All right. I so mean- Kathy went to not Las Vegas. She went to Nashville. 
And yes. you said it was insane. It was insane. And I don't know if it was uh, because it was Memorial Day weekend or if it's always like this, but uh, I've been to Vegas before. I thought it was even crazier than Vegas. I will tell you this. the uh, I've seen more than a few stories on Nashville as now the destination for bridal parties. I don't know if it's um, uh, for for bachelorette parties, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the same for bachelor parties. Uh, We we saw a ton of bachelor parties as well. I mean, I think one of my friends said, I think every girl in America is here right now. (laughs) Like, I mean, there were everywhere you turned, there was another bachelorette party. Right. Just based on on what I saw on social media from your weekend, Kathy, I think everybody from now on should wait until their 40s to get married so that they can (laughs) afford an amazing bachelor slash bachelorette party. Yeah, well, I, I said that to my friend. She's um, 37. She's getting married for the first time. And I said, because you're a little bit older, you know, a lot of people do get married in their 20s. And they don't have a lot of loot. Yeah, all their friends don't have a lot of money. Well, yeah. now you have all these friends that are, you know, almost 40 or 40. And, you know, they're established. They have, you know, a little bit of money saved up probably and can can go on trips like this. We went with 17 girls. So you have a whole bunch yeah, of women who are God. looking forward to getting away from their husbands and boyfriends. And kids. Yeah. And kids right? Right? Yes. So That's what every, it was. It you're was, giving them carte blanche to go it insane. This was the epitome of Moms Gone Wild. Oh, really? It was, I mean, every mom who just needed to get away for a few days. When she said, she said, um, you know, I think I want to go to Nashville for my bachelorette party. Literally, everyone was like, okay. And we <laughs> yeah. all went. Like, okay. Everyone went. Wow. So what uh, what places do you hit? What was over the top? You, you know bars? It's or just what? yeah. So we stayed in downtown Nashville. There's a bunch of different areas of Nashville. Nashville. We spent most of the time in downtown, uh, which is just I mean bar after bar after bar, and that's kind of what you did. You just kind of walked down the street and you stopped in at each place. There. Oh, was... I know. I watch very Cavalry. Well, okay. So I, I, I know. Well, yeah. And we went to Uncommon James as well. We 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 shopped there. That's where Kristen Cavalry's store. And our own uh, Brittany from Calgary. Brittany is now the, her her main second in command. And Brittany came and met me. I got to see her, and um, she is like a little star in Nashville. Everybody knows her. That's oh, wild. Right. Yeah, it's really cool. So yeah, so we kind of bounced um, from bar to bar down um, uh, Broadway, and it starts at I mean. The earliest we were out the one morning was 9 a.m. And there's a ton of rooftops there. So the rooftop bars were going. The music was going. The drinks were going. At 9 a.m.? At Preston at 9 a.m. Wow. That sounds like Bourbon Street. You you sit and have breakfast and you're listening to live music. Like it starts right away. Okay, let me, let me ask you this, and I don't mean this, I you know. As, no, go, come okay, on. so was everybody your guy's age or because, you know, yeah, you're getting for, a little long in the tooth. For, for, <laughs> no, for the most part. Who was the youngest? I think the youngest. No, 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 I don't mean oh. amongst their group. I oh. mean, I mean oh, all the partiers. No. no, so that's what made it different, I think, from Vegas. It was, it spanned from there, were, we saw like younger girls, you know, maybe in their Late twenties, early thirties. I didn't see any real, real young, okay. you know, young kids. Because you can't get into a lot of the places if you're, yeah. You know. Well, yeah, and then um, like our age, that's what I saw the most of. I would say like late thirties, early early forties. Yeah, and that. But there was um, on one of my Instagram stories. I don't know if it's still up. There was a uh, like an older group. I would say maybe they were in their sixties and. Party! 
No, but, the, but he was da- this guy was dancing on the street on and, the corner. I there, loved it. Yes, there, there was also a lot of that. So it um, and we d- we did one of the like party wagons. We did a John Deere party wagon, and uh, we were talking to the bartender on the on the party wagon, and she was telling us that the age just spans, you know, from from you know, like I said, the over you can get people up into their sixties that are coming and absolutely love it and want okay. a party. So including you, how many girls were on this trip? Seventeen. Okay. Dear Lord, man. I was 17 girls in a row. <laughs> Still Panther. Uh, so it, this would be a haven for young men looking for cougar meat to go to this uh, town and just kind of hang out maybe, I would I, imagine. Listen, they're, they're, I think they were there. They were all there. Like, yeah. every, it, there was so <laughs> many freaking people. It was... It was unbelievable. You uh, in the middle of, I guess it was probably like late, you know, in the night, maybe around midnight or so. We were walking down the street. I'll post the picture. It was just you. You could barely walk from bar to bar. That's how many people were out on the street. Wow. How many city yeah. blocks is it? Like, how is it was comparable to Center City? Oh no, no, no. It's I mean, well, at least the downtown area is much smaller than that. Okay, um, but there's like different parts of um, of the city, but like the downtown area no it's much smaller i mean did you need transportation to get from one place or could you really walk from one bar to the other in downtown yes absolutely it's just like a strip that you walk to but we did use uber a few times to go to the other parts of the town and there's a big you know of course i know from very cavalry but the uh the music (laughs) music clubs and all that stuff there's they have their section and then there's regular bars and then there's all that stuff going on but i mean we did like they turned around it because i was to nashville years ago was Fun, but it's nothing like I see it now. Oh yeah, I mean it's like it's a complete change. Yeah, it's a bunch of girls in <laughs> cowboy boots and you know taking and, pictures and all tearing over the it place. up, tearing it up. The murals are cool. You know, any every mural you go to, there's a group uh-huh. of girls there taking a picture in front of it. Did you did you dress the part with cowboy boots and hats? Oh and yeah, stuff yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna post some more pictures. I I really only did one uh, group of of pictures that I posted, but I'm, I'll post some more. Did you guys see any naked wieners? Uh, no, bachelorette party. we didn't, but we did see, um, there, it wasn't like flashing and all that kind of stuff. I think because people are, I guess, a little bit older, but we did see one girl flash. Maybe, so, one, maybe one girl in so our So what about, what, what about <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of country stars right in that area? Oh my gosh. So yeah, like we went to uh, Kid Rock's bar. We went to Jason Aldean's bar. Like they're, they, you know, they all own these bars there and they have these rooftop, um, you know, parties. And, Does Kid and, Rock's bar have an all-you-can-eat waffle bar? <laughs> <laughs> were you guys That'd drinking funny things? And we were and smoking, smoking funny things. things. Smoking funny things. <laughs> As well. That should be the name of his yeah. bar. Funny yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. Right? You can drink and smoke. Funny things. Well, funny things yeah. while you're here. One of the coolest. <laughs> you got to wear sweatpants. Though. In parentheses underneath, it rhymes with funny things. <laughs> <laughs> One of the coolest places we went to, though, in our hotel, there was a speakeasy in the basement. Uh-huh. And, I mean, you almost, we almost forgot about it because it's not advertised anywhere or even at the hotel. And uh, we happened to be in the elevator and we were going up to the room and mistakenly we got into the wrong elevator that went down. So we said, oh, we forgot about that speakeasy. Let's go. It was so cool. Yeah. It like, was, like, was there, was there a, a door opening oh, that slid open? So I have it on my Instagram. Uh, Steve, <laughs> Steve, I have it on my Instagram stories now. But yes, it was a hidden door. There was one security guard that sat outside of it. He carded you when you walked in. You walk into this room with like hanging purple lights. Huh. And then you had to open a second door. And it had uh, all of these can- like these big, huge like Christmas ornament type candles you walked through that room and then you got to the actual bar which was very tiny and elegant and like it just was cool it had these like feather uh chandeliers what makes it a speakeasy 
I, I don't know. They just call it a speakeasy. Oh. I'm not sure, I guess, because it's like a hidden, you know, a hidden gem. They're, it's not like people don't know that it's there. Which room is John Wick in? <laughs> he it was looks in like sword. that, yeah. <laughs> wow. So uh, how did you personally uh, handle all the booze? You were concerned that you were going to be forced to drink way too much while you were there. It's not that, uh, that you're forced. It's just like. You want what to. else am I going to do? Yeah. yeah, I desperately want to. And, and listen, I, if I ever go back, there are other things that I would love to do there. But this was just—I mean, this was the definition of a bachelorette party, and yeah. we drank from morning to night. And did, uh, did at any I, point did you catch yourself going woo? Oh, it was like, are you kidding? It was like all weekend, it was mm-hmm. woo and mm-hmm. singing and woo girls. Yeah, I mean the the bands there, the live music is crazy. Just everywhere you walk, there's. I mean, even on on the different floors of the bars, there was different live music on each floor. So, yeah. who who was the biggest partier of the? Uh, so it's you plus seventeen, so it's eighteen girls. Who was the biggest? Who was the biggest mess? Say it. Go I ahead. can't. No, I can't. Well, she's a mom of three. Well, which which one? <laughs> how many of the, the collective that... got pregnant? No, nobody okay. got pregnant. You know what? And I was amazed at when you go with this many people. I was amazed that we were able to, for the most part, we all stayed together. We, you know, I kind of thought people would drift off and right, do their right, own yeah. thing. No, for the most part, we were all together the entire time. I hate, like, I hate traveling with big groups like that because well, you have to. Everything's a consensus, and what do we want to do? And so, but if you travel that easy, and they're all hanging in, in pack it, mode. It, it made it easier. It really was. It was like a great group of girls. But to, let me just answer your question. Sure. So, uh, how did I? How did I do? I did pretty well until the last day. And one of the girls that I was with said, "I wish we had one more day." And I said, "Get me the hell out of here!" Mm. Like I, I needed yeah. to go. I yeah. wanted to go home. It was time. It was time to go. By the way, was the mother of three the one who took her boobs out? No, that was the mom of two. Oh, the mom of two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! You God. have to at wow. some point. Don't I, worry. I know they're all listening. Don't worry, girls. I'm not going to give your names. I, you know, I, it's been a long time since I've been in Nashville. I'm overdue for to, to go there. I was a teenager last time I was there. So we were it, supposed it, to go last year. The Eagles played in um, uh, Nashville last year. They were playing against the Titans, yeah. and we were going to go. And my wife had a work trip that was supposed to leave that day, so we couldn't go. Right. And then they ended up moving the trip anyway, so we got screwed out of a trip. If you can, when you go, go with seventeen women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sounds yeah, like try a fun that. Time. Yeah. I would say though, I mean, we did the we did obviously the crazy party, but you can go and yeah. enjoy yourself. There's like a, a higher end part of town where it's a little more laid back, you know, still fun, still live music, still drinking, a little but, bit more southern. Yeah, like just not as crazy. <laughs> the Grand as Old that. Opry and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, like, they have the, the Johnny Cash Cafe, and mm-hmm. I was angry, though, that the, uh, so they have a big Johnny Cash mural, and apparently it's closed indefinitely. Uh, I guess, I don't know if they're repairing it or repainting it or a what. Myrtle, come here, that's Minnie Pearl's hat. <laughs> did you, why did you want to see the so, Johnny I, Cash? I just wanted to, I just okay. wanted to go and see that part, but right. I didn't quite get to it. All right, well, <laughs> uh, speaking of musical legends like Johnny Cash, Nick went to see The Who. Over the weekend, ah. they, they performed and uh, glowing review about that. Right? I, maybe I went in with lowered expectations. I've seen them a few times, but sometimes when bands get to be in their late sixties, early seventies, they they become tribute acts to their former selves. Right? They're they're kind of greatest hits, and they they might be going through the motions. I was blown away at how good they sounded, particularly how strong Roger's voice was. Wow! Uh, and Pete. It, you know, made jokes about him going deaf, and and Roger made jokes about Pete going deaf. 
Um, but Pete sounded so great, and they were backed by a symphony orchestra. And I've never—they've done this before. It's not the first time, but the orchestra added so much to the sound. They did a lot from Tommy. They did a lot from Quadrophenia. Uh, I love shows at the ballpark. I think it was a really cool atmosphere. It was a beautiful night on Saturday night. So Pierre was there, uh, Brent Porsche was there, Jackie Batman was there, I sat next to him, and, and Jackie was, he's a great person to go see a concert with because he observes things and has incredible oh, yeah? musical knowledge. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, I like seeing shows with Jackie. And yeah, we just, we had a great time. And um, I went with my girlfriend and her mother. They'd never seen The Who before. So I just, I, I was so impressed at how good they sounded. What about the old uh, No Roof, No Rock thing? Did it uh, sound all right? Yeah. I mean, I prefer to see a band at the Wells Fargo Center or, or you know, at the Met or someplace like that. Um, but I, I much prefer the ballpark to the link. I think the sound of the ballpark's better than the sound of the link. And uh, they were selling tickets for dirt cheap. So there are a lot of complaints about concert tickets being uh, too expensive these days. And I think those complaints are, are justified. But there were tickets going for, like, legit tickets, not scalped tickets for 10, 15 bucks the day of. What? Yeah. Um, because they wanted a, the place to sell, and they... Uh, the, how, how crowded did it look to you? Maybe 35, maybe 40. 35 I mean, people? Uh, no, 1,000. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the ballpark. This is disappointing, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'd hope to at least break 100. <laughs> at this point in our careers, I think I'm using a library warrant set. What do you think? What's your name we met before the show? Lou, that's your name, right? <laughs> Yeah, hey, about thirty-five to forty thousand, I would say. Did the did the orchestra play the entire no. performance? Or did they just come out for part of it? They start. Uh, they started at the beginning. They did o- overture from Tommy, and ah, then uh, did maybe awesome. seven or eight songs with the orchestra. And then um, there were some stripped down moments. There were some moments where it was just Pete on guitar. There were moments where it was just Pete and Roger. And then there were moments where it was just the band. So Zach Starkey, who's Ringo's son, is on drums. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who the bass player is now. It used to be Pino Palladino, uh, but it was, it's a different person now. Um, and uh, Simon Townsend, Pete's brother, was on stage as well. So he played with the band for a lot of it. And then they brought the orchestra back out at the end. And then they had this violinist whose name's Katie um, Jacoby. She looked pretty amazing. Holy crap. She's from Philly. Pete met, I'm sorry, Roger met her a few years ago, and um, she they, they ended the whole show with Baba O'Reilly, and it ended with her. That big violin solo at the end, yeah. Holy crap. Just it was tearing so, it up. Tearing it up. Wow. She's wearing a Bryce Harper Phillies jersey. Oh, that's cool. Going nuts on stage, and, and it really looked like Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend were having fun on stage. Okay. It really looked like they were enjoying themselves, and... It, and that's you, you, you feed off of that. They well, were joking. They were having a good time. I am so happy to hear that because when you get when you, when you're a singer like Roger Daltrey, and you have you know, not only I mean he can sing tenderly, of course, but you know he really goes for it and has a powerful screaming voice. That's what he's known for. And here at this age, you would think it'd be kind of sad to watch somebody trying to pull that off. Yeah, but I'm happy to hear that. That they can still make it happen because that's the who the who music is a lot to live up to, and if you're going to go see it, it needs to be done in excess, and you can't. And I don't mean the band, yeah, um, because it's the lead singer be, dead. Wouldn't that be weird? Uh, you go to a who show and they do nothing but in excess music. No, we're going to do something different tonight. We're going to play all in excess songs with just a cello. Uh, but uh, but yeah, if if they can't play to that level, it would be disappointing to see. So I'm happy that they're still able to do that. You know right? that part in the song, uh, We're Not Gonna Take It, where it gets, see me, feel yes, me, hear me? Yeah. He, that's that's not easy to sing. Especially yeah. at the when he hits the ultra high note. And I I was nervous for him, you know? I didn't know if he was gonna be able to hit those notes. I'm gonna be honest, I just peed myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I hit it. 
and I dumped it. You all heard it. Yeah, I dumped it. But that's, I dumped it. That's the that's the length that he will go to. I will piss myself for you people. Yeah. Well, oh, that's so cool. And it was worth it because the pissing worked, and, and, he, and he sounded really great. How, how I, long? How long is that, Nick? Uh, about two hours and fifteen minutes. I came right on stage at nine. Casey, you played a little bit of Eminence Front, which is in my oh. top five Who songs, and yeah. uh, that was so great. They did that. They, the lights um, were bathed in green, and and it was just that was a really cool moment. So uh, Pete's well. singing voice still uh, sounds great. Yeah, and, okay. and he he's kind of uh, much more gravelly. As, you know, Roger's more uh, melodic in his singing, uh, but Pete did a few songs on his own, and um, and he sounded really good too. I just I, I hate when people go to shows and they leave disappointed, and and I mm. I this one was. Anything but that. It was the opposite of it. Love it. Love to hear that. Marissa? I have such FOMO from this weekend. Yeah. That, Kathy's trip. And on Friday night, uh, Billy Joel brought Jason Bonham on stage. Oh, and wow. And played Whole Lot of Love and something else. He's, okay. He came out and he was like, I've been a Zeppelin fan since the beginning and brought him out to play songs. Were you out of town or something? No, I was just in the city. I went to the Union game. I went for a hike up in Berks County. Yeah, you know, I was surprised. Was really this. exciting stuff. She would have been at all these I things. you would have been at every well, single one. I don't hate to rub it in, but the show went on a little bit longer. And then he brought out John Bonham, and the crowd went nuts. Wow. Yeah. Could not believe it. How do you do that? That's how good they <laughs> That's are. That's how good. It, 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 talk about fear of being left out. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. Well, if any consolation, Marissa, I cleaned out my garage and my basement <laughs> this weekend, and... That's pretty much it. I did fit some margaritas in between really? sessions. Yes, of course. Right. So I uh, I did partake and enjoy a little bit of it, but for the most part, it was hey, just getting stuff done. Did you feel good after everything was done? It's not all done yet, but yes. Okay. I feel like a better person. We're getting ready for graduation. My son is graduating <laughs> from high school, and so we've got... When are those parties? All these family members coming in, and we got we just got to make room in the house. That's why we were purging and cleaning and doing all that stuff in preparation for all that. When family members come in now, can you use the excuse, we have dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to put you up in a... Be nice. We can't kick the dogs out of their rooms. No. <laughs> and uh, we're going to put you up at a hotel. No, I hadn't even thought about that. That's actually a... And they're very tiny dogs. <laughs> yeah, they're very, very small dogs. They're Yorkies. <laughs> they need a lot of Sorry, love. but we just don't have room for you any longer. It, it would be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, we were down the shore, and we brought my new dog, Reggie. So Reggie's 10 months old, and we brought him down here. This it's... dog is gigantic. <laughs> I spent the night with Casey. <laughs> really? The Isn't dog <laughs> is huge. He's lovely. <laughs> yes. I don't like big dogs. No, no, no. no. Here's the I mean, thing. I don't hate them. I'm just, I don't prefer them because no. You like the way they taste. They're human <laughs> yeah. size and they jump on you. Well, and compared to what you have, mm-hmm. yeah. you have like the tiniest dog you could get. Yeah. <laughs> and he loves people, right? So, but, and I'm trying to teach him to like not jump up on people and stuff like How's that. How's that going? Well, the, the funny thing is I don't mind when dogs jump up on me, but, and, and I, you know, the owners are always like, get down, get down. I'm like, no, I don't mind. But it's probably the wrong thing to do to teach them to uh, jump up on, on people. But, yes, that's the wrong thing to do. So <laughs> I and have remember, another. eat babies. I have another dog, Fozzie, and we keep Fozzie at home to protect my mom. All right. From the other dog. From, no, just from intruders and stuff. Okay. So the thing is, Steve, they both go into depression when they're away from each other. Well, it, separation isn't, anxiety. Isn't Fozzie used to going to the shore with you? Um, not really. No, no because because oh, okay. my mom's been with us for you know over a year now. Can't so, they FaceTime? Uh, <laughs> they kept the dog at home with my mom just to protect her and stuff like that. They will get you. They will get depression. You got to watch out against that. I, yeah. I'm like, I feel so bad because my mom can't get a wolf. We can't leave Reggie at home with my mom. He's <laughs> he's entirely leave too a big wolf with her. your mother. Yeah, <laughs> but they won't eat. Like they won't eat. Like oh seriously? Yes. 
That, that's crazy. They, were, well, they, they first they were they, they became socialized in each other's company, mm-hmm. and that's that's a thing you should have to consider. Yeah, but I, I mean, Steve, I can't leave Reggie at home. I can't. I cannot. And that, so take and, the other dog with you too. I can't because my mom doesn't feel safe. Get, get her a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> How about hey Bubba? Uh, yeah. Hey Bubba. Hey Bubba. <laughs> Uh, so, but after the weekend, your mom chokes or the parrot. Just put signs on the windows. Uh, old woman home alone. Please leave alone. <laughs> do not rob. Yeah. Do not rob. No robbers allowed. Yeah. <laughs> old woman home alone. Please do not rob. <laughs> um, but you the, live in a bad neighborhood or something? Or? No, but okay. listen. He's in Delco. Come right, on. I, the whole neighborhood, the whole <laughs> county is bad, Preston. <laughs> Everyone needs a protective dog there. My mom does not. There's a reason why my mom lives with me. She doesn't feel safe when she's in a home all okay. by herself. Right. So, I understand. Can you take her with you to, you to the beach? She has, She's a, a, she's a, a surfer? She's a surfer. <laughs> she is a Eucharistic minister. Okay. And so she had to serve Eucharist on, at Mass on Sunday. And they're all Jewish down there. By the <laughs> way, here's another Happening. thing, Steve. My, my kids decided to, or my wife decided for my kids, that they would help serve Mass down in Wildwood Crest, uh-huh. which is great. So I dropped them off at church. Dude, the priest had like a 30-minute homily. No. 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 When no. it's good beach weather, no. even Jesus would say, you have go to the beach. 10 minutes and done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you literally have like thousands of people coming because they're down the shore now. You guys all know who God is, yeah? Right? Yeah? Okay, let's go to the beach. You're going to hijack their time? Like, no. Five minutes max. That's that was, it. Yeah. You have Please to, know your your congregation. You've got to get her set up with <laughs> with the church down in Wildwood so that she can go and and serve there. I agree. I concur, Kathy, yeah. and we will do that. Okay. But to, just so you know, dogs are okay now. Okay. Yeah. They're, yeah. They like. How, how are they okay now? Well, they're they're, they're together. together. Okay. They're all right. Together. All right. All right. It's it's weird, but yeah, you, you did the right thing. All right. Get a third dog to protect your. <laughs> get a wolf. Happy about that. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, listen, we got to take a break because we have got to go live on Fox Good Day in just a moment or two. So why don't we do that very thing? Don't forget that we do have a secret text word this morning. We have a chance to win uh, tickets to opening tap, gang. It's Philly Beer Week. Yeah. The kickoff event is coming up on Friday at the 2300 Arena in South Philly. So if you're interested in being a part of opening tap for Beer Week, text word secret to 39333. We'll send a word back to you. We'll see if you can call in later on with that word to win. We'll grab a random text or two. We'll be back in just a moment. Bizarre file stories. I have uh, I have an interesting uh, triple threat that I'm going to throw at you uh, for the B-File, and I'll explain when I return, as well as we'll get into the uh, Fox Good Day hit. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. About to get back into things. Marissa, how much time? One minute? One minute until we go uh, live on Fox Good Day. So I tell you what, you want to put the traffic on hold or do you want to do it now, Kath? Whatever you want. Uh, how much time, Marissa? Less than a minute? All right, we'll... About a minute? All right, now All right, we just wasted it. time. Go for it? Oh, right. okay. Well... Never mind. Okay. Do it. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to do force her to get to the sponsor at the end. <laughs> Preston, and then we have to go to Fox. What? No means no. It does. So never mind. Do you want me to do the sponsor first? No, it's okay. It's all right. We'll, we'll <laughs> now come that back. it's a minute in, we'll get traffic in a moment. I have a couple of things that I can mention. We're looking for the uh, coolest teacher of the year uh, for. Our friends at Lower Moreland High School in Huntington Valley. And you can text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. We spoke two of the, to two of the teachers today. 
Kyle Rosa from uh, Clearview Regional was our winner, and Bill Finnegan from Archbishop Ryan. So we gave him the coffee mug and the whatacrockmeals.com gift card. So they are good to go there. We'll find out who is next from that. Also want to mention that our friends from Sequoia Outback are here today hey, serving hey. up an amazing spread. Pulled pork smoked brisket sliders. Pork roll infused hamburgers from Chef Christopher Service to promote their beer and barbecue bash. It is this Saturday, noon to two. Steve Morrison will be your host. Now we're going live on Fox Good Day. Hey, President Steve, we have a little poll going this morning. Uh, what did we see? This Philly.com? We did. Survey, uh, saying, what do you call Center City if you don't call it Center City? Uh, President, what do you call Center City if you don't call it Center City? <laughs> if I don't call it Center City? Wow. Um, I guess downtown. Would be downtown. the closest thing to, but but I always call it Center City, you know. I do too. But yeah. Steve, what about you? The City of Lights. Oh, <laughs> that's Paris. Paris. Is Paris. it? Yeah. No wonder why I get those looks. <laughs> no, I, I, I yeah. yeah, I always call it Center City. Yeah. Because I, I know other people have other riffs on it, but that's whenever I hear people, that immediately locks in mind what people are talking about. And if I now, hear what part of the city, I don't know. You it, know, I, yeah. it's all the city for if, me. If I hear somebody say downtown, I'm like, well, they're not from here. You yeah, know what I mean, that's true. But, but I said some people who live in the suburbs. Like they Bob, might say we're going into the city. Bob Kelly has lived here his whole life. He grew up in Bridesburg. He calls it downtown every day on the show. Uh, you know, really? he, he hits the sauce a lot. That guy. <laughs> that's so, true. No, I don't. I, Center City is all you know. Da, when I hear downtown, it, I, I, now, it sounds weird to me. I refer to different parts of the city. Other than Center City. Center City to me is mainly where the the skyscrapers are, where yes. the large buildings. Anything yeah. from Maybe once Old you get city. past, yeah, Independence Select Hall Philly. on up to the Schuylkill uh, is is kind of center city to me. Uh, but headed down towards, um, you know, Columbus Boulevard, that's Old City to me. It's and then, right. then you got South Philly and, you know, Fishtown, some city. of the other universities. Little city, Italy, so. Little Scandinavia. <laughs> <laughs> A lot but of places, yeah. Why do we call it Center City? Because I had to learn that when I moved here. But it's right. like everywhere else in the country, they say it's our downtown. Yep. But downtown. we're different. We have to say Center City. <laughs> that's a good why? question. I, I've never asked that question. <laughs> points for you because we just follow suit and call it Center City. We're what, what's the derivation of that? We are lemmings. You're exactly right. Yeah. No, apparently there is a mural or something on the, the this is one theory. floor inside the courtyard of City Hall that is a compass. Oh. And it would, and so f- this is the center of the city, oh. center city. Why not Compass City? Compass City? Yeah. <laughs> that would be something. There you yeah. go. I, I like See, Center border, City, though. The border for me is, it's South Street to Lake Spring Garden. Okay. Yeah. And the uh, Delaware, well, from Old City to the Schuylkill But where does Old yeah. City start for you? Independence Hall? Old or City. Collegeville. for me, uh, <laughs> uh, the Liberty Bell. Okay. Yeah, it was the end of Old City for me. So it's like fifth, six, fifth or sixth. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Mike, when you were in New York, what was the city? It's just Manhattan, right? Yeah. Anytime you, well, even here in Philadelphia, when I first moved here, because I lived so much, so much of my life in New York, I'm going to go to the city. And that's kind of that's, that's yeah. always it. In fact, you and you know, Mike, because I'm from New York as well. Whenever yeah. you, whenever and somebody says New I'm York, the they mean the city, right? And, and no one ever yeah. means Albany. You know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they take but, exception uh, to other people saying the city when, uh, for them, the only city that matters is Manhattan. <laughs> they do. It's true. It's true. I mean, I've had people get upset here in Philadelphia when I would... S- yeah. <laughs> when you would what? He doesn't want to say, I guess they want to make people upset yeah. again. Right. We're, we're good. Okay. We're good. Just move along. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Moving along. Uh, thank you, fellas. All thank right. you. Nice to talk Good to lady. you guys. Take care. Yeah, I've, I've always liked that 
term center city. So do I. I've never heard of it before, and I, I thought it had a nice ring to it, and it stands out amongst other towns. First know? time years ago when I started to do when I was up at WDRE in New York and was doing commercials down here, and I had to get it clear, and they were mentioning Center City. I was like, I like that. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you have to learn, obviously, you know, the uh, the way things are referenced, or else you sound like you're from out of town. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to tell us what, like, each meant, because I do call it downtown. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. But I don't know, like, I had a, a girlfriend who moved to the city um, when she was 18, and that's what she called it, so I think I just kind of learned it from her. Well, you take also... that back a little bit. You had a girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, Kath, you, you grew up in Bucks County, so you would go down. Right, 95 so, South. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I was down. Maybe. But I never called oh. it Uptown. Mm. I don't know those Uptown girls <laughs> living in their Uptown world. Ugh. As long as anyone... What's the other lyrics? About, uh, <laughs> I know. Can't song. afford to buy her pearls. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking the next line. All I just remember is Christy Brinkley's incredible dancing. All right, we're going to get right to the Bizarre File. Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback, who is here this morning, by the way, throwing the ultimate beer and barbecue bash with microbrews and an award-winning barbecue spread hosted by... Steve Morrison. That's me! Live music, great food, and brews this Saturday, noon to 2 at Sequoia Outback, and that is on Route 309 in Hatfield. Uh, I have three stories in a row, all from Hawaii. Oh, right, awesome! So we're going to hang out there for a moment. Sorry, Florida. Hawaii has confirmed three additional cases of rat lungworm disease what? in Sounds visitors sexy. to the Big Island. The three adults contracted the disease separately and months apart. One of the visitors got sick after he purposely ate a slug on a dare while visiting East Hawaii. This, I remember another story you had a while ago of someone doing something similar to this, and it wreaked all sorts of physical damage to the guy. Well, there was a guy in, in Australia that uh, just recently died. Or died. might have been New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. But he, he ate the slug, and it, I don't know if it mm. gave him the rat lungworm disease, but it... it uh, it killed him. So uh, the visitor brings the number of rat lungworm cases in Hawaii last year to 10. I have some bad news. You have rat lung disease. The two other new cases were among individuals who visited the west side of the Big Island. One of the visitors got sick in January but was not hospitalized. It's not known how the individual got infected, but the health department said the visitor <laughs> ate many homemade salads while on vacation. If you're going to be told you have a terminal disease, isn't this the music you want to have yeah, behind yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, The other visitor got sick in February and was hospitalized. The individual likely got sick while grazing for fruits and vegetables. Oh, my God. The two cases this year bring five to the number of people who have fallen ill with rat lungworms so far this year. All five cases were uh, contracted on the Big Island. Uh, To cut down (laughs) on the risk of getting rat lungworm, the state recommends washing your fruits and vegetables and uh, cleaning running water to remove any tiny slugs or snails, because that's where it comes from. So just common sense with food preparation will take care of it. Yep. Control your snail, slug, and rat populations around the home, too. Oh, I do. (laughs) You got to be careful. That's right up on my uh, chalkboard at home. All right, so here's another story out of Hawaii. It had been more than two weeks, and she had been lost in a thick Hawaiian forest, and Amanda Eller was at an end. The 35-year-old doctor of physical therapy was at a place where she could no longer go forward because of the terrain with a fractured leg and no shoes. She wasn't sure that she was going to... She definitely wasn't going to go back. 
Um, I saw this story last week when they. Uh, I thought she was dead. So did I. I was so convinced. It was so amazing to hear the other. Uh, the area she found herself in had little to no food. She stayed there for a day and a half. Her mother and a friend told reporters Saturday they uh, detailed the rescued woman's ordeal. She began to resign herself to the dire possibility she might die there. Uh, but she kept her spirits up. She tried to. She picked berries and guava to eat when she could find them. She drank water only when it was clear enough and looked like it wouldn't make her sicker. Uh, she took care of a bum knee and nursed sunburn so bad it got infected. She walked without her shoes, which had been swept away in a flash flood when she was trying to dry them out. Uh, she listened for helicopters. They had come before several times, and she had waved at them the best she could, but they always flew away. On Friday, Javier Cantalopes, uh, Cantalope, uh, Cantalopes, I'm sorry, Mr. Cantalopes. <laughs> Honeydew. Uh, a friend of Eller's went up with a, uh, a search uh, where others that uh, had rented a helicopter to look for a place where they could access the woods where they thought she might have been. But uh, apparently they, they were almost giving up hope. And all of a sudden they were flying along. And she popped out into a clearing and they found her. She spelled the, the letters SOS out of rat lung slugs. Oh, wow. my God. Yeah. Lucky for her. They're very abundant. Tons of them. Uh, Eller was in a Maui hospital on Saturday. She lost 15 pounds, has broken left tibia, and they're treating her for infections. But apparently she looks good and she's going to be okay. She had gone for, I'm going to die. She had gone for a three-mile walk on May 8th on a different path than usual when she stopped to meditate, then nap. And when she woke up, she couldn't figure out how to get back to her car. And uh, she got lost, and it can happen, man. But they found her, so that's pretty amazing. Don't they say when you're lost in Hawaii, wherever you are, go towards the sound of the ukulele? Maybe you should. Yeah. Chances right? are you're going to be okay. Uh, and then another story from Hawaii. A 65-year-old retired optometrist has died after he was attacked by a shark while swimming in Maui on Ugh. Saturday. Dr. Thomas Smiley, who was in Hawaii on vacation with his wife, had been swimming about 60 yards from the shore uh, near the uh, Ka'anapali Shores uh, Resort when a witness saw him in distress in the water. They called 911. The man was found unresponsive in the water. He was brought to the shore on a jet ski, given CPR. They pulled him up. This is according to a witness, Allison uh, Keller said. Uh, he looked unconscious when they transferred him to the gurney, and we could see they were trying to give him CPR. As we got closer, I saw some blood on his stomach, and then I got to looking a little bit more at his wrist. It looked like the skin on his wrist was torn off. And then I looked closer. His entire left leg from his knee down was missing. There was no blood or anything. Smiley could not uh, be revived and succumbed to his injuries. He was pronounced dead at the scene. I tell you what, there have been a lot of, I don't know. I mean, I always felt very comfortable, and I'm sure statistically it's still fairly safe, but there have been a lot of shark attack deaths off Hawaii recently. It's been pretty crazy. Uh, this is the first attack since 2015. First fatal shark attack okay. since 2015. How many attacks have there been? Does it list that? No, I don't know. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he was visiting with his wife, so horribly tragic. They just get a lot of coverage, Steve, whenever, you know, I mean, yeah. anytime anyone happens, they get reported. Yep, so, uh, uh, 2015 and a snorkeler was killed in Maui. That was the last time that that happened. All right, we'll do one more non-Hawaiian story. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't find a fourth. No, I was going to try to make it all work. You got a but... troika. That's pretty amazing. Well, then with this, uh, two men died early Friday when a driver tried to jump a car over an opening created by a pontoon swing bridge in southwestern Louisiana. Seems safe. Two o'clock in the morning. Uh, police responded to a single vehicle crash in the water of the Black Bayou Bridge. <laughs> two men from Texas died in the crash. A witness told police the driver of a 2016 Chevrolet Cruze 
stopped at the bridge, which was closed to vehicular traffic as a boat passed on the intercoastal waterway. The 165-foot section of the bridge on pontoons had been moved to allow the ship to pass. All they had to do was wait for the ship to go by. Yeah, you had things to do. The car passenger got out and pushed up a gate arm to allow the driver to continue. The driver picked up the passenger and went up to the uh, a section of the bridge that is raised as the boats pass. So essentially, it's a bit of a drawbridge. Yeah. The driver put the car in reverse, stopped, then raced up the ramp, but the car landed in the water. It sank to the bottom. <laughs> With the driver, 23-year-old Alejandro Cazeras of uh, Texas in it, the other man, Roberto Moreno, got out of the car, but he died in the river. Mm. And investigators are working to determine whether alcohol or drugs was a factor. See, the Duke boys always managed to pull those jumps off. Every yeah. Every time. time. And we were lied to. It's almost know. like that show was fiction. That's what I got in the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, we will take a quick break and come back in just a moment or two. We got some guests joining us this morning. We have the ringmaster, the Big Apple Circus, who's going to be stopping in this morning. We also have a member of the cast of the Book of Mormon. Great show! It is running now through June 30th at the Academy of Music. And our friends from Sequoia Outback are here. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thanks, Kath. Also, I want to mention a charity event that's coming up on Saturday as well. I got an email. Uh, so this is kind of a, this is a butt plug, if you will. No! Uh, and, Nick, I sent you the information. It's the walk and roll for Guillain-Barre syndrome. Yeah, ma'am. Uh, it is this uh, coming Sunday at 10 a.m., which is uh, June 2nd, in Conchi, uh, 30, 375 East Elm Street. Now, I don't have the, the details on how you get signed up and everything, but Nick posted all that on uh, PrestonandSteve.com on our community page. Uh, so if you want to get signed up, there's uh, Maureen uh, uh, Neville had sent this to me. So uh, we'll pass that information along. Other events, I'm doing the tape ste- uh, Take Steps Walk for Crohn's and Colitis. It's the uh, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation uh, this Sunday as well, and that'll be at the ballpark, which is going to be really cool. We're in that time. A lot of charity stuff, but people are always so kind, and they um, they come out and, and participate. We We thank you for... We know we bombard you, but it's uh, so many great causes out there. Yep. You can get uh, click on the events at WMMR.com to sign up for Team Preston, WMMR, or to make a donation. It's always a good time. And it's rain or shine. So even if it's – and it's looking like there eh, might be some rain on Sunday. We'll keep an eye on that. But uh, it's in the concourse of the ballpark. So we're covered, and it's nice. great. And there's live music and all kinds of activities. Don't matter. So we're going to have a good time no matter what. Speaking of weather – uh, we had a tornado that touched down in Morgantown uh, yesterday, last night, I guess. Um, and Ohio was hit by some nasty stuff recently. Oh, yeah. And so it was, uh, uh, there's there's been a few. Oklahoma's had some really bad flooding and, and terrible weather as well. Uh, but there was a, um, a, 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 a meteorologist in Dayton, Ohio. Jamie Simpson's his name, Preston. Okay, yep. He noticed an uproar on social media because he had uh, they had to break in in the middle of the Bachelorette <laughs> to cover the tornado warnings, and uh, he he saw some posts on social media that uh, that were complaining. People got pissed at yeah. him because he was cutting in on the Bachelorette. <laughs> He's warning them about a huge 
tornado bearing down on the area, and they're upset because they're missing the Bachelorette. I remember, so I, I remember working uh, in news for a little while. People used to complain all the time if you broke in on the soap operas. Oh yeah, if oh you yeah. Broke in okay. with with breaking news or whatever it was. Uh, they would we would get so many calls. Well, they wanted to know whose baby it was. Uh, yeah, seriously. Well, they, it, uh, last night it happened at six ABC locally, and uh, because Cecily Tynan and Adam Joseph were reporting on the storm that was running uh, going through Delaware and South Jersey, uh, and they had to interrupt the Lion King. Well, I was watching. Uh... Uh, there was like a Today Show or something like that, and they they broke in, it, and I was a little perturbed because they were about to go to a guest who I wanted to hear what they had to say, mm-hmm. and right as he opened his mouth, <laughs> yeah. and it was it was all warnings in Delaware. I'm like, this has nothing yeah. to do with me. This is a warning for the Wilmington. <laughs> yeah, I know. Some of those can be, sometimes you wonder if they're necessary, but in an area that is usually bombarded with tornadic activity... It's probably worth skipping a few seconds of the Bachelorette to find out what's going on. So he did, this this guy Jamie Simpson did not care for the negative reaction on social media, and this is what he had to say during a live uh, yeah. uh, uh, break in. It's also rainy. Uh, I was just taking social media. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. This is a dangerous situation. Okay. It's nice, right? Think about this. This was your neighborhood. I'm sick and tired of people complaining about this. Our job here is to keep people safe, and that is what we're going to do. Some of you complain that this is all about my ego. Stop. Okay, just stop right now. It's not. I'm, I'm done with you people. I really am. This is pathetic. It's a dangerous situation here. All right, I'm sorry I did that. I'm just. It just really bothers me that... We have people that don't care about other people's safety around here. That's just ridiculous. New tornado warning here. Oh, that's the same one we had. I'm sick of this, seriously. You and if people. you don't like it, you can eat my ass. Yeah. <laughs> eat, put on a napkin, get your cutlery, and eat my ass. I Sorry did. about that. <clears throat> now there's a new storm coming. Yeah, but the, the guys, yeah. Like, first off, I know that they all of them now check social media for people posting pictures and so on and so forth. Yeah. You know, maybe that's uh, got under his skin a little bit. I do feel like the weather broadcasters, though, they get they get like offended and they, you know, they're a little emotional sometimes when it's something big for them and people are like, oh, I don't want to hear about Listen, it. Listen, I know when, when like when they name a rainstorm or whatever and, they, you know, we've all seen over coverage in the weather. We got it. But this is a tornado. And so to me, it makes sense to report yeah, that information. Course. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's an obvious. It's not like it's a uh, flurries. Yeah. Did, uh, <laughs> we know how important the Bachelorette is. Yeah. Do we know if any tornadoes did indeed uh, touch down? Yeah, it actually yeah, landed Ohio, right yeah. on the Bachelorette house. <laughs> uh, no, I believe that uh, Ohio got battered pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. So these were these are serious storms, and uh, they weren't you know they weren't messing around. Now I real deal. I think that he would have been. Out of bounds. Had it have been the Lion King, they were airing, yeah. right? You think because so? that makes sense. No doubt. Thank you. No one knows how that ends. Uh, well, speaking of bad weather, it can get a tad bit dicey at the summit of Mount Everest. And sometimes weather can be a problem. Other times, it's just the uh, altitude. But a Colorado patent lawyer died on Monday while descending from the summit of Mount Everest. 
And this is the second American in as many weeks to die during the peak climbing season on the world's highest mountain. I think this and has been fact, a, like a record year, right, for deaths? Well, I don't know if it's a record year, but there have been a lot in the past few weeks. There's yeah. been like a dozen or so people who have died. I've, I've been uh, diving deep on this one, and uh, this is not weather-related. This is uh, overcrowding, and no. uh, the Nepalese government is giving away as many permits as they can because it's a moneymaker, and it's really become a serious issue And because people are spending too much time on or near the summit and they are waiting for hours. There's a picture hours that, that I to saw. to get to the top. And all they're waiting for at this point is... It's just uh, a summit. Well, is to get a photo. Right. So, so Nick, I was looking at the picture initially, and I thought it was like a joke Photoshop. It's not. It looks like a line waiting to get into a movie theater. And Steve... To get to where the altitude... with you, Exposure is a, a, an extreme risk. You're, you know, you you can only stay up there for so long. And more more than exposure, it's it's lack of oxygen. Yeah. And so it's it's people are describing it as Lord of the Flies. Nobody's helping one another. And not only are these people waiting to go up, they are waiting to come down. So they get stuck in these spots where they have to deal with crowds of hundreds of people who sometimes just want to get a photo. And I mean, I get that if you make it to the summit of Everest, you probably want a photo record yeah. of, of getting to the top. <laughs> But uh, it's just the number of people who are being allowed to get up there. And also, uh, it, it, there are outfitters now that are offering trips like this at a much more discounted rate. It used to be average sixty five, seventy thousand dollars to, to yeah. have to do something like this. Yeah, yeah. In the in the in the movie uh, Everest, which I I love, mm-hmm. uh, they, they're, they're, those people are dropping like fifty five, sixty grand. And that, you know, based on a true story, some some of the facts were were fudged a little bit for the uh, for the dramatic movie, but. Uh, yeah, so you have these groups that are all competing to get people up, and they all pay money, they top dollar to get up to the top there and get a picture at the summit and do the whole deal. But some of that top dollar, those prices have have they've been cut in half because these outfitters are now doing it at much cheaper rates, and so it's become more affordable to a lot more people. Wow. Well, I have, yeah. no, I have no desire. Oh no, no, no desire. No. It's, so many people die doing that that it's just a, that's a danger level. I would not ever want to attempt. I want to watch movies of people doing it. Of yes. Course. yes, I would really like to to get to base camp, which is at about seventeen thousand. I you, could you, do that. You could see. Um, you could. Uh, I don't think you ever will, but yeah. I mean, you, you can, but you know, you can see the summit from there. And I think visiting Nepal would be incredible. I'd love to make it to 17,000. I, I, I did uh, get to Kilimanjaro and the, the summit there is 19,000 plus. So I think that I could make it to base camp without too much difficulty. Um, but no, I have no desire to try to make it to the summit. I'm not crazy. I think honestly, I, my limit is 25,000 feet. Yeah, that's it. And I think that's it. Otherwise I think you're just playing with fire. No, I, it's just, it's wild seeing the, the pictures of this line of people. But I guess, you know, and most of these people, I, I don't know, most, but a lot of them have waited their entire lives for that moment or, or a long, long, long time, decades have dreamt about it. Does it diminish it, though, when you show up, you, you get there and there's a line, like, and the person in front of you got their tickets on Fandango? Yeah, it's, I mean, listen, I, I've never done anything like that, but I will say that, uh, you know, going to national parks, like I'm expecting it to be serene and open and beautiful, right. and then there's like uh, ten thousand people there, and you're like, "Oh man, hey, can we move it along up there?" Mm-hmm. I mean, Everest really has gotten out of control. The, the amount of uh, human fecal matter on the on the mountain is awful. There are tons and tons of trash. There are dead bodies all over the place. Um, and for every ten successful summits, uh, one person will die. That one out of ten. That the, those odds are astoundingly bad, and, yeah. and I just I don't know why they don't. Li- it's it's harder to get. 
on the course at Augusta than it is to get a, a permit to climb Mount Everest. Really? Yeah, you don't need a license. You don't need it. Like they just they issue these permits because it's such a money generator for the for Nepal, which is a poor country. Do you know what though, Nick? People who have played Everest said it's one of the most difficult courses. <laughs> <laughs> they say it's absolutely pressed. And that first drive is a mofo. Uh, they use they use dead bodies as markers. You know, they, they do. They want to make a left at this dead body and then make a right at that dead well, body the, when you're the, on your way up. The famous green boot. Green boots. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a body lying there. They they were wearing green hiking boots, and they they don't know who it is. They just they're known as green Aww. boots. People don't realize that that, that from the, the the tragedy depicted in the movie Everest that those those bodies are still there. Yeah, they they, they don't they don't re- they don't deteriorate. <laughs> they don't get them. Yes. Yeah, they're frozen and they stay there, and it's it's pretty freaky. And stuff. poop. Nine people have died in recent weeks while trying to climb uh, Everest on the Nepali side. Uh, during the abbreviated climbing season, which ends this month, two other climbers have died attacking the summit from the Tibetan side. I would love to see it. Hmm. I would love to go and uh, to a vantage point where I could see the mountain on the horizon. This, you know, the same yeah. way I, uh, you know, when I saw Rainier or whatever, or you know, I, just to, to 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 drink in its majesty. I don't have to go to you know the base camp, or I don't. I just want to be able to see it on the horizon. Yeah. I think that would be impressive. Somebody's curious if they're offering fast passes uh, to go to the summit. Right, <laughs> absolutely. That might you know. Yeah, you see, so you, when you're sitting in the Wendy's, yeah. your little thing goes off. Oh, time to go. summit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you guys see that one of the people who died uh, this week was he had done the seven summits? He'd been on the the seven yeah. highest, and, and that's this guy. Oh, this was this his. Okay. This was his last. Yeah. Uh, uh, mountain to to conquer. His name was Christopher Coolish. And, yeah, he was doing the seven summits, which is the seven tallest uh, on each continent. There was a Japanese woman on the, and, and it was, uh, Nick, you read the book uh, mm-hmm. that, that, that Everest is based on. In thin air. This Japanese woman had climbed those, a uh, number of those summits and done all of those climbs without oxygen assistance, yeah. which is an amazing accomplishment. She dies on this. You're, I mean, but people climb knowing that that's a risk. Now, the Sherpas go all the way up to the yeah. to the. Summit, right? And, and they don't usually need oxygen, right? Or they're not acclimated. always. Um, they're more acclimated, uh, certainly, than Westerners. But uh, there have been Sherpas who have died on this, too. And and so, like, people will, um, uh, on their way down, they'll they'll try to get photos and will fall as a result. I mean, because they, they want to be in a better spot for a better photo. It's, it's really become quite insane. I mean, that one ridge up to the absolute summit where the, yeah. the big pile of flags are and everything, that's a narrow... You see yeah. the line? Yeah. It's that, ridiculous. Yeah, that's called the Hillary Step. And they, apparently, the, at the summit itself, it's um, no bigger than two ping pong tables put together, which was that I read over the weekend. So when you get up there and you're waiting to get to that very last spot, there's a pretty limited area in which to stand. I would not do the Hillary Step. I'd come up on the other side, which is the Harlem Shuffle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> much different and much easier, Preston. And a lot more fun, a lot to be more honest. Fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, last week, 55-year-old Don Cash from Utah died of altitude sickness near the Hillary Step uh, while descending from the summit. He had made it and was on his way back down and uh, and cash it in. Wow. I mean, the amount of things that you have to take into consideration, because as they say, you're, you're, you're dying at an accelerated rate. You know, we're all dying, obviously, in the broad scheme of things as we're, you know, as life goes on, that's part of the process. But as you go up higher and higher... It accelerates that process, and so you're you're playing with all these things and all these um, these things you have to be aware of with your blood chemistry and and all of this stuff is just it's it's yeah. it's it's such a massive risk. Let me ask you guys a, a, a hypothetical question: If you're near the top and you're struggling for oxygen, and you somebody else has an oxygen tank and you're trying to get it from them, I will kill them. To what, while the, um, if it's your life or theirs, to what lengths do you go to? 
protect yourself if you're at the top of the world? I will pick the smallest, weakest person, and I will kill them first. <laughs> People aren't sharing water. They're not sharing oxygen. No, Nick, in, in fact, I, no, listen, it's, it's people do desperate things. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're up there, you know, that, that realization, I, I, I can't, thank God I've never, I had it once when I attempted to wear a weight belt and walk across the bottom <laughs> of a pool. Uh, and uh, that, that was it. But I mean, Jesus, I can't even imagine you're up at that altitude. And you're already losing your faculties. I mean, you, your brain is not working. Your the eyesight. Way that normal, yeah, your eyesight's messed up because, you, you know, there's just, your brain isn't functioning like it normally does. There's <laughs> d- dementia and all that stuff setting in. Yeah, it's uh, the diarrhea. I don't know why people would want to risk it. But, you know, I guess because the old saying, because it's there, because it's there. They want to go there. Wow. It's there and sure. I'm here. You know what? I'll take a I'll take a tornado in Morgantown. You know yeah. what, Preston? Overdoing. Uh, uh, Everest. Clean out your garage. Uh, which, by the way, if anybody... And I did do that. Yeah. Thank you very much. And I, I feel like a bit of a hero for yeah. that. Uh, for those who were, were in Morgantown, we were getting a number of texts that were coming up saying that, you know, like the, this guy's neighbor's house got taken out. And, wow. Uh, yeah. So maybe some people listening experience that whole thing. We don't get them here that often. In the Midwest, they pop up quite a bit, and you're used to hearing tornado warnings. So when was the closest... What was the closest... Because recently there's been a fair amount of, of tornadic activity. Yeah. What was the closest to this general area, to, to the That's city? That's a good to, question. To, you know, I, over the years of living here, I will hear them debate whether uh, a weather phenomenon was indeed a tornado or not, or was it, you know, was it, it was a downburst or right. something like that or something. They, they've never been... Ever since I've lived here, never been convinced that was a tornado that touched down. This is the one that I remember them finally saying, yes, it touched down. But um, I, I don't know how close. They don't, not that close. I mean. Because I remember there was this sort of belief, you know, wow. that they, they don't hit cities and so on and so forth. Yet I remember a few years ago, there was a, a tornado that touched down squarely in Plano, Texas. Really? You know, in, in the city. Yeah. I uh, Maybe the maybe the larger cities uh, might you know their their makeup of the the architecture might deter the the winds no from idea. working properly, or I, I don't know. Or I, they're illegal, or they might be yeah. illegal within the city limits. <laughs> oh man, uh, you you with that tornado, get that out of here. I've never seen one. You've seen one, Steve. You told me I've yeah. seen funnel clouds start to form when we were in North Dakota one time when I was a kid, uh, but never experienced the full on tornado. Um, and another thing was uh, hail. Uh, Kathy, you reported golf ball sized hail. Yeah, where was that? Was that around here? Uh, yeah, it wasn't far. Hold on. Now, when it, you hear it that, was in Preston, New Jersey somewhere. Hold on. Do you start running for your clubs? Uh, I should. <laughs> yeah. It's a free for all at that <laughs> yeah. point. I wonder. I'm wondering how bad you can get hurt. Uh, you know, from hail like that. Could could you, that indeed? Kill somebody? I, I, yeah. I, there, there have been injuries. I mean, substantial. Listen, if it can break a windshield. You would think, right? Yes. You're getting stoned to death, essentially. That's what it seems like. I remember a um, a bizarre file story of a woman who was in her car and the the, uh, the windshield was in the backseat or something like that. And the windshield smashed out and she was covering her child and all the bruises on her body. From, yeah. You remember that? She, yeah. it, it looked like she had been beaten. Yeah. Uh, so if you're out there exposed, yeah. I think after a while, yeah, it could probably kill you. I've been in a car during a hailstorm. Dear God, is that loud. Going down wow. to Keenan's one year. A couple of years ago, there was one of those up drafts or downskirts or upskirts or whatever the hell it was, and there was a bunch of hail, 
and the sound on my car, I was sure the paint had been stripped off the car. It I was it. that loud. Uh, people are texting in there was a tornado in Limerick in 1994. I, I moved here in 96, so I, I don't remember, remember that. that yeah, you? yeah, because uh, if you are familiar with where the Limerick Diner is, there was a, um, yeah, uh, like one of those um, storage units behind that that yeah. got hit, and all of our. Uh, fraternity composites were in that that storage unit, so I remember that uh, vividly. Okay. Uh, hang on. Let me go to Mike. Hey, Mike, good morning. Morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, we had one in Lancaster last Sunday night. It was an F1. It was in the Denver area in the northern part of the county and went across to the PA Turnpike. Wow. In Lancaster. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, any damage done? Uh, it took out uh, half of a housing development, like 10, 10 or 15 houses got hit. Mm. Wow. They had okay. them rebuilt in 15 minutes. Wow. Nobody hurt, though, right? Uh, no. All right. That's good. All right. They're, they're the talking. Houses were built, the houses were built in a wooded area. So it did. A, the, that's the main reason why the damage was because it knocked a lot of the trees down. Okay. okay. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Yep. Uh, so the golf ball size hail, uh, Cecily Tynan tweeted out it was in uh, Delaware City. <laughs> Delaware City, Delaware. Delaware okay. City, Delaware. Yeah, Delaware was getting some big storms coming through. That's and when they interrupted the TV show. As far yeah, as Lion King. <laughs> uh, and um, in 94... Yes, the name is Preston Elliott. I was watching Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> the one that came through Limerick in 1994 uh, was an F3, and it killed a family of three. Whoa. Oh, so man. there's been a new push, Preston, for these designs on these houses that are that are in Tornado Alley in these classic areas that get just destroyed all the time by tornadoes. And there, there is a design that can help markedly mitigate the effects of a tornado. They're just not very attractive from the outside. Oh, really? But but they're they have a shape that promotes that, protection against right, that. Right, exactly. Okay. So that's that's the idea. To me, I, I would be fine taking a less than attractive uh, outside if I was. To me, having to sweat out every time you heard there was tornado activity in the area. There's just no way to live, mm. and the people who live in those the, the mobile homes and stuff like that, you just you're just tempting fate. I'm going to go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's How are you doing today? Good. What's Hi, up, Dukes. man? Good, Dukes. So uh, last night um, we got uh, hail about the size of a dime. My wife and I were watching TV, and uh, we just heard this crazy loud sound, and we ended up having to go to the back of our house where the kitchen is, and it lasted for about 15 minutes. The windows, we were afraid that they were going to get busted through. And by wow. the time it was done, our rear deck looked like it had been covered with frozen rain. Yeah. It was crazy. Wow. But, you know, so, we were afraid that the uh, the windshields on our cars would have been damaged, but we got lucky. Where are you, Mike? This is the uh, Warrington Jamison area. Okay. So, uh, not too far from the Willow Grove Air Base. Okay. Wow. I didn't know it came through there. Interesting. Thanks. In your house, if you were to, if you knew that a tornado was bearing down on your house, where would you get the family? Uh, we go into the unfinished side of our basement. Okay. Most likely. Um, where the nitroglycerin is stored. Yeah. Yes. No, that's, uh, there aren't any windows, so. Yeah, you know, that seems like a safe yeah, spot. That's kind of the spot. I mean, uh, yeah. That seems to be. That's where all your prepper food is. We we used to do that as a as a kid. That when I remember clearly, a family, you know, everybody downstairs, everybody into the basement. You know, I, there were a couple times. Scared me growing up. We went we went down into the basement. You know, for uh, um, it, it's, it's it's what you're told. You know, or or get into a uh, bathtub. Yep. Uh, I'll go to Gene next. Hi, Gene. Good morning. Hey guys. Hey. Um, 
I moved back from California uh, thinking I was getting away from the big disasters after I was in the Northridge earthquake. Yeah. And in 2003, an F1 came down my street in Narberth. Freaking Narberth. Really? Yeah. God, I don't remember that. That tornado's yeah. name was Bill Weston because <laughs> he lives in Narberth. No, so was there, was, there, was there much damage? I'm a storm. There wasn't any. <laughs> was there much damage, Gene? No, and I didn't even realize it was one while it was happening. I just woke up, and it was extremely windy. And and when I left the house later on, there were branches and trees down okay. all over the place, and people were telling me about it. But, but they it but they deemed it officially meteorologically as a tornado. Yeah, I even just went online to see whether I okay. was remembering correctly, and it was confirmed. Yeah. Okay. Great right. F one of Narborough. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty freaky when that wind. I- Starts whipping up, and uh, I, I, you know, every now and then we'll get a nasty storm coming through, and I'm like, is this a tornado? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are more fortunate today being able to get these warnings like on, on our phones and stuff like that. Yes. Thanks to Helen yeah, Hunt. Yeah, not <laughs> that long ago. <laughs> we were all asleep at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and, uh, you know, my wife's phone, my phone, they, they both went off, woke us up, and, you know. Do you remember what the big deal was about that? The their mission in... Uh, in the movie Twister. Oh, yeah, yeah. It okay. was to release that... Um, Lucy or something, right? Something Dorothy. Yeah, Dorothy. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because of, of uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Lucy was because of uh, Lucille Ball. And, and, it, yeah. and these things would fly up into the tornado mm-hmm. and give them all this data that they needed to know. And You're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, a, that was a crappy movie. From the get-go, though, I knew I sided with the cool meteorologist and not the corporate meteorologist. My, uh, I was a Carrie late. Elways? Oh, he yeah. was oh. a corporate meteorologist. You saw what happened to him. Sell out. Sell out. Uh, my, my boss at the time was a lifeguard, and he was, like, all about weather. I mean, he he had, like, the weather channel in his, in his house and all that, and he saw that movie, and my little brother and I, he was telling us, he's like, I saw Twister last night. <laughs> Those tornadoes were real. <laughs> rem- oh, my God. Those tornadoes were real. <laughs> of course they were. The, the studio just arranged to yeah. uh, have some tornadoes sent out. Sure. You know, the special tornado generating devices. <sighs> they didn't even use computer technology to render them. They just created real tornadoes. Yeah, because they were what? Real. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many people became... Uh-huh. Storm chasers oh, after that man. movie and ended up getting killed <laughs> <laughs> because they were, they, you know, there people. You saw there was a guy who rigged up like his his station wagon with uh, you know metal and all this stuff, and uh-huh. you know there's nothing to stop you from being an idiot and driving yep. out and chasing. Yep. You know, I'm, I'm going to do it. Uh, I'm going to go to Austin. Hi, Austin. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Got Zeus. Zeus. What's up, man? I'm calling because there's. Uh, pictures all over Facebook of last night from East Point Lighthouse in the Delaware Bay, a tornado actually touched down. In the, in is, the, that bay? the water, is that the water spout Kathy was talking about earlier this morning? Uh, it could possibly be. There's, okay. there's pictures all over Facebook about it. I mean, that's what a water spout is. It's a tornado over water, and it and okay. it, it yeah. sucks water up and, and looks really cool. I've always wanted to see one of those. I have seen one. We were out on the, on the Long Island Sound, saw it in the distance, Scared crapless. Yeah. It is, um, it seems, um, it was thinner than, you know, it had a, at least by my reckoning, it was very much in the distance, so I don't know how big it was if we had gotten closer to it, but holy crap, I was a little kid, but I was freaking the F out. Yeah. Yeah, is that where that was, Kath? Are you looking that up? Um, let me look. 
Okay. Uh, let me go to... Go to waterspout.com. I'm going to go to John. <laughs> John, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, bud? It's all good, man. What's up? Yeah, so I was in high school in 2004, and uh, we had a tornado that hit uh, Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, the school was built in, like, the 50s, so they brought us down into the, the bomb shelter. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. W- were you but, scared uh, or sort of excited? Pretty excited because it just turned black all of a sudden. And then, uh, yeah, there was just down trees, and uh, everyone was pretty happy that uh, the principal's uh, car got uh, totaled. <laughs> the principal's car oh, got that's... totaled. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, so, John. I, I always I always love the idea of having a bomb shelter. Yeah. You know, uh, it just seems <laughs> like. I mean, not that you want to have to have one. No. Because a bomb might be coming to destroy your community, right. but. The idea of the shelter itself is pretty neat. It's basically your parents buying you a fort. Yeah. You know? I There was a, uh, it was a while ago, actually, I was driving. It might have been near uh, Green Lane or Red Hill or something like that. But I but I was driving by a bank, and it had, I think I told you guys about this a few years ago. It had a, it had the uh, uh, nuclear uh, symbol, uh, you know, which is yes, the, yeah. the, the triangles. Right. Uh, and it said, uh, you know, fallout shelter. Yes. Here. There was a sign still up that says fallout shelter. You used to see them all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, you hardly see them anymore now. They're not around, and I don't know if that still exists or not, but... um, I wonder how many houses... I'd love to check that out. ...in the area, I mean, of older houses, still have... A bomb bomb shelter. Yeah. You know? You remember when, uh, on the Happy Days, they were going to... Right? Was that the uh, episode they were going to get a bomb shelter? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, Howard was saving up for one. But it'd be perfect for uh, for tornadoes, too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's an all-purpose shelter. Yeah. They can stop a bomb. It can stop a, a tornado. tornado. That's in the pamphlet. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, definitely tornadic activity last night. And as beautiful and sunny as it is today, I've been seeing the meteorologist say, beware that that could happen again later on today. Well, what you're looking at right now is a potential for a sunnado. A what? A sunnado. Sunnado. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sunstorm. First time for everything. Absolutely. So anyhow, well, uh, just keep that in mind, folks, as you're going through your day. All right. I want to take a break and come back in a moment. We've got a couple of guests are going to be joining us. Reminder, we also have uh, the secret text for a chance for you to win uh, tickets to opening tap for Philly Beer Week. And that will be... On uh, Friday, I believe. Yeah, this Friday, 2300 Arena in South Philly. So text the word secret to 39333. We'll see if you can win. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Our next MM Archive session features Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings visiting the station prior to their TLA concert on Thursday, May 30th. It's another in our series of our close encounters of the rock kind, hosted by Pierre Robert. If you'd like to attend, listen to Pierre's show to win an invitation to join us for the MM Archive session with Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings from your up-close-and-personal station, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is dressed like how I feel coming in here every single morning to work. Raring to take on the world. Take charge. Look at me, everybody. Do you feel like your life is a circus? Oh, man. Well, she is the ringmaster of Big Apple Circus, performing now through Sunday, June 16th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, PA. Please welcome Ringmaster Stephanie. Yeah. 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 I can't believe I'm here. Hey. 
dream come true. It's got to be, right? Welcome, I'm Stephanie. I'm breathing in the majestic atmosphere of barbecue in this radio station. <laughs> yes, our friends from Sequoia Outback have all this barbecue. It does smell quite divine around here. Well, listen, this is you're the new ringmaster this season, correct? I am the 41st season ringmaster of the Big Apple Circus. I'm the fourth female wow. ringmaster at this show, though. No kidding. And I've been a ringmaster for a long time, so there's plenty of estrogen energy in the ringmaster field. I love the I love the whole character of of the ringmaster. When I was a kid, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade um, in Cub Scouts. We did a play, and it was about the circus. And I was you were the ringmaster. I was given the role of ringmaster. Really? Ladies and wow. gentlemen, go for it. Go, for ladies it. and gentlemen. Wow! Wow! Right. I right. felt I took to it pretty well. And was and that play Jesus Christ Superstar? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was it was a circus thing, <laughs> oh. and and it was so much fun. And I've always paid very close attention to the ringmaster when I go to circuses. I think it's a really, really cool position. The heart and soul of the whole presentation. Well, I get to watch the whole show and I get to be sort of the, I'm like the gateway for the audience to enter into the ring. I'm I'm the relatable person. I'm just a normal, regular woman. I'm not hanging by my toes or. But you have all the chops. You have you have you're multi talented. You could you could do all sorts of different things. List some of your circus attributes because you are schooled in a number of circus disciplines. Well, I spent most of the '90s working in the sideshow stunt field, and I've also. You know, I've been a stilt walker, a juggler. I've been on trapeze. I've done motorcycle high wire. I love this stuff. all kinds of stuff. I've been a clown and an MC and a singer, and I love the position of ringmaster at this point. So, I also teach circus arts for kids. So it's got to be cool, though, for you, because I don't know what the, what the normal thing is, but, I mean, a, a ringmaster. Does, does a ringmaster rise to the level of ringmaster having gone through all of those different performing things? Or sometimes, because I think you would probably have a lot of respect amongst the other performers because you've done so much yourself. I think it's definitely part of my, you know, arsenal because I understand what it takes to be in those positions and I've experienced what it feels like. And so I can help share that with the audience. Very cool. But I think um, anybody who really loves circus and who really loves, you know, watching people achieve incredible things would be a good ringmaster. Yeah. I, I love that you said the circus arts because that is definitely what it has always been to me. Like the the people that were part of the of the circus were very, very bohemian, very, you know, lived a different lifestyle, uh, were a close-knit group, and something that... We're actually uh, kind of nerds, you know? All yeah. we do is yeah. practice and talk about practice and, and like, like push ourselves to reach the finest perfection of technique. So there's, like, a... Re- it's kind of like the intersection between the jock world and the art world. Okay. Well, it's, That's it's, what circus artists it's are. It's very cool. But the, the, the whole idea, I mean, like, it, it seems like people in, in circus come from interesting backgrounds. Like, I was reading about you. you one of the things you did in the past were you studied metal smithing. Uh, so, so unique things like that. Ike Richmond, the publicist, says that I'm, I, you know, I went from ring maker to rig master, okay. and, <laughs> which is the truth. Like I, I dropped out of art school when I got hit by a car, broke Whoa. my wrist, couldn't finish my degree, um, had to put my little business on the side, and fell in love with a fire eater, like you do. They're very hot here kissers. I am. <laughs> Well, we were sort of joking a little bit earlier about, uh, you know, hey, anything is possible. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. But I don't I don't think that's true. I think that there are special people out there like I couldn't ever juggle seven things. I, you know, I couldn't I, I see people like um, 
the soccer players and people that that can juggle soccer balls. It depends on how much time and discipline you put into it. I see a guitar sitting here behind you guys. I mean, if 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 that guitar sits in the corner all day, every day, nobody's going to learn how to play it. That's the thing. Like, you choose what you love. You follow your heart. You and commit to it. You follow your passion. You commit to it. Right. And then you put blood, sweat, and tears into it. And, of course, you're going to be amazing. Yeah. And but that's, that's why thing. I love the circus is because there are, are, you know, all of these people who have committed their lives to the, these very, very specific things. Yeah. And they're so... Good. They're so good. It's a bit esoteric, but I think what we want to send you away with when you leave our tent Mm -hmm. is that sense of inspiration. Like, wow, I can turn this passion towards what I love and be just as excellent. I was uh, talking with somebody who went to uh, the circus last year. And uh, so I'm just saying this because she, she she has no skin in the game. She said it was the most amazing thing she had seen in a really, really, really long time. And she was like, if you have the time, even if you don't have the time, make sure you make the time to take your kids to go see this. And like I said, she had no skin in the game whatsoever. She said it was absolutely amazing. So now I know for a fact that, you know, when do I have to? Uh, the 16th, 16th which and is actually our blood drive is the same day. Oh, and we're right so in your neck that. of the woods. Yeah, yeah we'll we're, right, right we're in the same complex. Yes, yeah, so we, uh, that's my plan is to afterwards, uh, once I'm down a pint, head on over. And, and head on over. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I, I, when you pass by, just the setup, it's like it's a beautiful it draws setup. you in. Yeah. Well, I also want to say that on Friday the 31st of this month, we have a special show that's just for audiences with autism and special needs. So okay. this show is for and anybody. It's accessible. We want to make sure everybody's comfortable. So please come see the circus. So, Stephanie, we're talking about, if you're just tuning in, we have a ringmaster, Stephanie, from the Big Apple Circus, which we were saying goes on now through the 16th, and it's at the uh, Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks. What are some of the featured acts that we will not want to miss? Amazing. First of all, we have one of the best live circus bands anywhere who just follow along and, like, raise everything up to, you know, 10 notches higher. Um, we have an incredible ladder-balancing act Acrobat Emil Faltini. Yeah. We have um, Desire of Flight, which is an amazing aerial straps duo. Duo Fusion, which is the most incredible acrobatic balance. This is a husband and wife team. Virginia Tuwells is like five feet tall, wearing three inch heels, and she balances her husband, Giovanni, who's 50 pounds heavier, all, you know, in all of these incredible poses. We have Gamal Garcia, who's an incredible juggler, again, with the seven balls. The Tunisiani troupe is the world's finest flying trapeze act. Ahmed Tunisiani is one of two artists in the world throwing a quadruple somersault. Wow. Betty Vidbell has her horses and dogs. Uh, We have Spicy Circus, which is a trampoline act that literally bounces off the walls. It's just an amazing show. And the world's strongest mom, is that uh, the... Uh, Yep. Virginia Tuells, I mentioned her. And then we have Adam Kukler and uh, Mark Gindick, who are comedians. They're really fun, relatable guys. All right, so the first thing you mentioned was the ladder balancing act. Mm -hmm. Is that where somebody just brings out a ladder and they can... I mean, just... Have you ever climbed up... You know, you lean a ladder against the side of the house so you can clean the gutters... They he don't climbs lean a this ladder on anything, without right? leaning it That's on anything. Yeah. And they go up, up high. Yeah. Twelve yeah. feet up in the air. Oh my god. Then he kicks a soccer ball to his the, to his forehead while standing balancing on a ladder. We're watching video footage. Right? I, I don't know how people do this. No. Really I, I just amazing. don't know how you can do that. Preston, uh, did you see the footage of uh, Brent Porsche went over the weekend? Did you see the footage of him? He got called into the middle of the ring. No. 
Oh, yeah. So I guess he went out with Do you know who I'm talking about by any chance? Uh, all right, so, he's a very hairy guy. So he's a very hairy guy. <laughs> I don't think he got picked because he worked at the radio station. He just had, he was sitting like uh, close to the front row oh, and he's yes, got I long did. hair. Yes, beautiful. That was hysterical. He got pulled into the clown act. Yes. And they you, they have a leaf blower <sighs> moment. And the reason why they chose him was because of that beautiful long silky okay. hair. Uh-huh. Got it. Mark Indick, the clown, was like, I got to see that hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> and it was just amazing. That's and cool. he was such a good sport. Brent's our overnight t- disc jockey here. Tell him I said, high five. <laughs> wow, what's what's your personal favorite? I know it's probably hard to, to oh, choose, but what, what blows you away every time you see it? You know what? I've seen the show over 350 times this season. I watch it beginning to end every time, mm-hmm. and I love all of it. <laughs> I really do. I think my favorite, though, is the audience participation stuff, though, because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And each audience is different, and each individual in the audience is different. And we get some really great responses. So you're the ringmaster. That's your job. You got to keep. You got to direct people's attention to here and there. Make sure the acts are ready to go and introducing them and all that. But do you have any of your circus skills besides that that you uh, break Not out? Not in this show. Not, My no? superpower is to just help you guys experience the show and have a great time. How how long? So you do this obviously here, and then you move on to another area. How how long are you on the road? Is it is it you know all is year just long? Just over a year. Okay. Um, and then. And in you know when I leave this show, I go back to New York City to my own company, the Bindlestiff Family Circus, and we do shows through the year. Wow! I'm also a circus coach, and I work with kids, and I use circus arts to build kids' self esteem and work with kids that it's, have troubled backgrounds. It's funny because this this sort of stuff, I mean, which which used to sort of be there, you know, the circuses had other other things going on, and, and they've since cut away from a lot of the you know the animal stuff. And and honestly, I was always more fascinated with the physical. The, the, these things, the the lot of that stuff, the the, the tra- trapeze, all that stuff was always the, the more interesting stuff to me. And and it's now that the presentation and the ability level has gone through the roof. I think what's also interesting is that most cities in the United States and even small towns have a studio where you can try aerial arts or you can pursue circus as a fitness activity. Yeah, right. We have one here. So it's more relatable in that way too cuz and everybody yeah. does crossfit like you know what it feels like to do a pull up and you can look at the trapeze artist and go wow that took some <laughs> serious discipline. Kathy, yeah. yeah. somebody takes in to the Philadelphia School of the Circus Arts in Mount Airy. Yeah, yeah, we have, right. Yeah. Yes. The one Big here. ups to the circus arts um, folks in Circadium for keeping the circus disciplines alive and introducing a whole new generation to the circus. Now, Stephanie, did I read correct that you can sword swallow as well? Nope, that's not correct. That's not you. Okay, it says was hooked on performing and learned I'm married how to juggle. To a sword swallower. Really? <laughs> wow. I've been a fire eater, uh, a juggler. I you know walk on broken glass, lay on the bed, and all the all that sideshow stuff. That, that's awesome. You know, Coney Island was my stomping grounds. Um, big supporter of that traditional aspect of American popular entertainment. Circus is another traditional American popular entertainment. We're here to say that circus is alive and well right here in the greater Philly area. Nice. Well, tickets are available. Very easy to get. BigAppleCircus.com and I'll hit those dates one more time. And uh, Multiple shows, a couple of shows a day? Yeah, and Saturdays okay. we have three shows a day so take wow. your pick, whatever fits your schedule. How long does the show last? Do you have an idea? About two hours. Oh, wow. wow. Man, you guys are working hard. It's a major dose of entertainment. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Alright, so it is going on now, the Big Apple Circus, and uh, June 16th is when it wraps up at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. And like I said, you can get those tickets at BigAppleCircus.com. Cool. Stephanie, enjoy your time here. We'll see you at the big time. You guys, yeah. Congratulations yeah. and thanks a lot. It's here for Stephanie, guys. Yeah. Wow. 
very cool stuff. All right, let's take another break. Come back in just a moment or two. Reminder that our friends from Sequoia Outback are here this morning. Uh, Steve is going to be there this be Saturday there. from noon to 2. They have their big beer bash. It's going on beer and barbecue and uh, live music, whole bunch of stuff. Noon to 2 is this Saturday, Sequoia Outback, Outback in Hatfield. You can check out their website at decksupplies.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th. Or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. From the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region. And 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. Alright, thank you Kathy and thank you again uh, John Keller and the gang from Sequoia Outback are here this morning. Man, did you see the food that they brought? They grilled it up outside our offices. They brought uh, barbecue pulled pork, smoked brisket sliders, Chicago dogs, pork roll-infused hamburgers, pastrami smoked pork belly sandwiches. Jesus Christ. And sides. And not only that, he also, and I, I didn't verify this, but it's written on my sheet, he brought in portobello mushrooms for Marissa and Pierre cooked on a brand new grill just for the vegetarian to make sure it's all clear. He was very, yeah. uh, very uh, concerned about that. You, you know, I've done a number of events out there. You have as well, Preston. It's mm-hmm. always a gluttonous, wonderful uh, time. So, uh, if you're coming out this Saturday morning, make sure you don't eat and just enjoy a wonder a wonderful time. And my my backyard oasis is <laughs> completely furnished by our friends at Sequoia Outback. So. Uh, I'm a living testament to how awesome they are over there. And by the way, Steve will be there on Saturday, noon to 2. Uh, the Beer and Barbecue Bash is going to be happening. And you'll be able to meet manufacturer reps, uh, the chefs, and also try the samples cooked on the top grills from Weber, Primo, and Fire Magic. They've always got experts out there that are cooking stuff up and everything. It's great. So, yeah, it's, it's great. It's pretty awesome. Uh, so we were scheduled. The reason we're breaking so early right now, we were scheduled to have a guest uh, do we know the status? Any any updates? No, I'm trying to figure it out right now. Because I don't want to just do the bizarre file and then, you know. Yeah, yeah, Listen, yeah. So I got a you can't stop things. the entertainment with us, so we'll just go into something else. Uh, I, I did see this. I will get to the bizarre file in a moment, and this is verification. Where is Marissa? Is she back there? She's oh. waiting for our next uh, guest. Oh, because it was uh, going to be kind of Marissa-centric. All right, well, let me find something else. <laughs> I did not know uh, that she. Okay, well, Kathy sent this to me. How about this? This is Kathy's here, right? Are you yeah, it's right here. Are you okay. here? Raise your hand. Uh, <laughs> it's long been known that men have a slightly higher body temperature than women. Yeah. As a result, most office buildings set temperatures based on a decades-old formula that uses the metabolic rates of men. That was back in 2015. I remember bringing this study up on the air before. But sticking to a temperature that only... Uh, the men find preferable may be bad for business, according to new research. The study, conducted by researchers from the U.S. and Germany and published in the Journal of Plus One, found that women perform better on mathematical and verbal tasks when the temperature is higher. 
How much higher? Uh, not a whole lot, to be honest. The opposite effect was seen for men, by the way, but the impact was less noticeable. Researchers recruited students for the study. They set the room temperatures between 61 and 91 degrees Fahrenheit. Actually, it's a pretty substantial change for various parts of the experiment. And asked the participants to perform three tasks, one mathematical, one verbal, and one called cognitive reflection, where the intuitive answer was the wrong one. Uh, temperature affected men and women both for the mathematical and verbal tasks, but had no impact on the cognitive reflection test. Uh, they found that it's not just whether you feel comfortable or not, but that your performance on things that matter in math and verbal dimensions and how you how, how hard you try is affected by temperature. The most surprising thing about the experiments was how temperature changes don't have to be extreme to have a noticeable effect. So even if you go from 60 to 75 degrees, which is a relatively normal temperature range, you still see a meaningful variation in performance. So... If you want Kathy to work harder, you have to bring the temperature up a little bit in here. Well, you know what I was going to say? Um, that 91 was just as distracting as when it's freezing in here. You remember the one day we had where yeah. there was like something wrong with her? When it yeah. was when it was hot in here, that to me was was just as distracting as how it is right now. I'm not basically. hearing a lot of uh, wiggle room here. I, I think in, in general we have uh, a, a – a, it's it's cooler – but it, I, it's never freezing. what I like. Today it was a little freezing. Yeah, it's freezing. Uh, yeah, I remember that that hot day. Casey got really pissed off. Oh that my day. god, I was so mad. You took your shirt off. I did. Well, dude, that's that's well, the because... problem with when it's hot. There's only one thing you can do. You yeah. you can't get any more naked than naked. <laughs> yeah. Right, and that's the bitch of it. But we, I forgot what it was. Like it was, you were putting the air on, and yeah. I thought it was too cold. Mm. And then we put the heat back on, and you were just like, "Screw it!" And he just took your shirt. It wasn't working, and the, the, yeah. this well, thermostat yeah. was doing oh, nothing. And, this thermostat, no, that was, and, it, and now it it's sub zero temperatures. And I know. Listen, if you've been listening to the show for years, it's a broken record. You've heard about this before, but lately, in the past three months or so, yeah. it stepped up to another level. Where around eight forty-five, nine a.m. The AC comes on, and there's nothing we can do about it except freeze. And you just, you know, whatever. Hey, listen, there's worse problems to have. Absolutely. But it just sucks. And this goes to it. The temperature changes can make you act differently or make you try harder. And uh, apparently warmer has women trying harder. Uh, well, yeah, it's not that much of a difference, right? A couple well, degrees. Yeah. No, it is. It's listen, I don't know. I think the, the two listen, of you can handle normal temperatures. Uh, Casey can't. I can't. I, I run hotter than I think all of you guys. And when I get really hot, if if I all right, so for instance, you're burning with the heat of passion. If though. you if you recall Beth's wedding, where I was sweating my ass off, and I at that point had. Already had said, you know what? I'm just going to go crazy. I don't care how much I sweat, and I was fine with that. If I go and like work out, or if I'm you know bike riding or whatever, and I know I'm going to sweat, I'm fine with that. Right. But it's when I don't want to sweat and I sweat, and then just makes you that much more irritated. Thank you. And you can't like come back and calm down. I feel the same way, just the other way around when it's yeah. freezing. By the way, does your armpit surgery still work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Casey used to have sweaty pits. He doesn't have them anymore. Had him corrected. Yeah, no, but you had uh, a pitectomy. What? But, you smell. but sometimes I get body odor, and I and I and I never had a problem with body odor before. Well, that's Ever. the big plus. Yeah, 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 it's a payoff. Yeah, yeah. you don't have the stains, and anymore. I get body <laughs> odor. Yeah. Horribly. Wow. All right. Well, anyhow, if if you want uh, women in the office to be a little more comfortable and work a little bit better, more efficiently. 
bring the heat up a tad bit. Yeah. That's according to Burn them out. That's according to this particular study. All right, our guest is here. Yay. And ready to go. It all worked out. And yes, the the Book of Mormon, by the way. Through June 30th at the Academy of Music. Tickets are available at KimmelCenter.org. Most of us here have seen it and are big fans. It is hilarious. And the gentleman in town that is playing uh, Elder Price is in our studio. This is Liam Tobin. Hey! hey. Hello, Liam. How you doing? How are you, sir? Great. I, I called you Leon. I'm sorry, Leon. <laughs> Close enough. We're taking points off for punctuality this morning, <laughs> but we are happy to have you here. <laughs> how long, how here. long have you been uh, in the show? Uh, I've been to the show for about a year and a half. Um, did the, I was in New York with the show for about a year and then uh, came out here in December on the road. Okay. You did the Broadway version for a while, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you're from Canada, uh, correct? Yes. Okay. And and so uh, this is this is a, a big role for you, though. I mean, you've done the Carol King musical, Carol, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. Yeah, we we came through uh, Philadelphia, I think, in 2016. But yeah, this is uh, this is a dream role for me. It's definitely one that I've been uh, hoping to get into for uh, a long time. People forget how this just just crushed at the Tony Awards. It was just a huge, and still goes on and on. It seems the kind of thing that people sort of say to themselves, "I got to see it again." It's been a while since I've seen it. Oh, for sure. And a lot of people uh, start bringing their friends just to like watch their friends watch the show <laughs> right, right, right. and see how could, they react. Yes. I could totally see that because you know the moments uh-huh. and you want to see their face when they exactly. react. To yeah, that. people want to share it with people. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Hey, so the the show's been out for when did it first hit? Do you know? Uh, Twenty eleven. It opened in so, New York. So it's been out that long. Uh-huh. Um, but in in this time, is Matt Stone, Trey Parker? You ever seen them? Have they ever been by? Yeah, while yeah. You've been Everybody's it? still really involved with the show. No they kidding. Come, uh, they come out to the New York production a lot. Um, and Anne Garofino, the head producer and producer of South Park, she's always around. Like they're still very very invested in the show. Has any of it changed over the years? Have they t- done little tweaks here and not, there? Not really. No? I, okay. I mean, sometimes when you're putting up different companies uh, around the world, like different things will kind of like get fixed here and there, or you know, cleaned up. But aside from that, the show has been is pretty much the same as it was when it opened. So Matt and Trey are basically checking in now and then to just to do a quality check on everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, and it's kind of like their baby a, a bit too. So uh, you know, everybody wants to make sure that it's still running right. Do, yeah. Are you ever aware that they're? They, do they sit in a, the audience and will check out a performance? Are you ever aware that this is going on? Does uh, it place extra onus on you? <laughs> I guess uh, sometimes they usually will say like, "Hey, you know, we're doing something between shows, and either Matt or Trey will be there, or something like that." All right. They try not to, you know, surprise people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I think a lot of people forget that you know if you watch like the South Park TV show. Or the movies, or even Team America, like they're talented songwriters yes. as well. Oh yeah, and uh, and so this particular play, I would imagine Stevie O has been touring around the world and stuff like that. I, you're you're going to see it on the high school stage very very soon. <laughs> I, I, how would it? It would. There's just no, no way. There's no way. There's, there's, no there's way. absolutely no port. way. Yeah, you could ever do a junior version of. Oh no. Of this. I, I mean, even if it. you cleaned it up, there'd be no right. I mean, it's just impossible. Uh, what's What's the African phrase uh, from the song? Hasadiga <laughs> Ibuai. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. See, what that translates to is there's no way that you could. Is this it? Yeah. People are starving in the street. Hasadiga Ibuai. It's 
picture kind of Hakuna Matata. Yeah, yeah. But it, it don't mean that. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh-huh. We'll just leave it at that for anybody who, yeah. who wants to go and be surprised. Yeah. So when, when South Park debuted in the mid-'90s, I think part of their modus operandi was to um, uh, offend everybody equally, right? And yeah. I think Book of Mormon kind of does the same thing. Do you still hear from people who are just outright offended by it, or do uh, have we gotten past that point? I mean, sometimes it happens. You'll have some people leave. But, I mean, like the show has been around for seven years, too. Right. Or eight it's years. not a surprise anymore. Right. And, you know, most people have kind of done their research when they come in or know something about it or know at least with South Park that they should expect yeah, some well, level what of Yeah, well, you're ending up in the audience to Book of Mormon wholly unaware well, that it's not an actual religious treatment of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it does still happen. Yeah. Steve, it's crazy because I, I believe the last time I was in Philadelphia, the Mormon faith took out full page ads, page oh, yeah. ads, and and the and uh, the, the whatever you call that thing, the program. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, that's what that thing's it. called. No publicity is bad publicity. No, right? no, and, and they're they, they, jumping on the opportunity. There's always like um, mis- actual missionaries sometimes outside the theater passing out books and stuff. Like took it the right the show, way. Now read the book. There you <laughs> like, go. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah, yeah it absolutely is. Wow. Uh, so give people who aren't familiar with the story just a thumbnail of of what uh, what happens in exactly, Book of Mormon. Yeah. What was what the synopsis of the story? Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, so basically, these uh, two young Mormon missionaries are 19 years old, and uh, they uh, one is, you know, kind of always been the best at everything and right. you know, can't wait to take over the world, and the other one has, you know, not quite had the same uh, <laughs> level of success throughout his life. Anyways, they uh, they get assigned to Uganda uh, for their mission for two years, which is not at all what they were expecting or hoping for, um, but they go there still wanting to, like, change the world, but, you know, of course, chaos and hilarity ensues, and it seems like the world kind of ends up changing them a little bit instead. Right, right, right. Uh, I have a segment. Casey, is this, this Liam... Is- this isn't him actually singing. But oh, this, I thought this was Liam singing. This is his act. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe it is. <laughs> uh, but this would be his uh, big solo. All right, I'll play a little bit of this. Here we go. I believe. Is that you? No, it's not. Right. <laughs> that the Lord God created the universe. I believe that He sent His only Son to die for my sins. And I believe that ancient Jews built boats and sailed to America. There's all kinds of great moments in this. I love the I love the flashbacks to um, uh, Joseph Smith or John, John Smith. Smith. John Joseph Smith. Smith. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do some flashbacks and stuff like that. that oh are, yeah, that are great. They really play play around with the history of it. So is he, this is your is this your your, your second production with right you the the, the, um, the I mean main production yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. did you do a lot of theater up in Canada yeah yeah um, I've been work I've been you know um, doing it professionally since I guess uh, 2008 um, and but the yeah two big U S tours would be beautiful and and, and this one but... did Carol Kane uh, show up at all to any oh, of the yeah, points the oh, oh cool mm-hmm. that, that's uh, that's that's pretty wild who who was playing Carol Kane in the um... Uh, first, we had uh, Abby Mueller on the tour, um, Jesse Mueller's sister, and then um, Shalina Kennedy. Um, we had um, a bunch of people cycle through, you know, as we as you go through it on the years. But uh, yeah, it's a good show. So I mean, I'm impressed that I don't know. Did you move to New York, or were you brought to New York? From... I was actually, I, I guess you would say, brought to New York. Okay. I, I auditioned. I flew down to audition. Um, 
from Canada just for the for the weekend. And so then, people knew about you in Canada, and they were like, "All right, we we call you down here." Uh, well, I, I, I wish get it was down you know, <laughs> quite like that, but it's more like you know you kind of beg to get in and an really? audition, and then they're like, "Okay, yeah," and then you know so hopefully it works out sometimes. Because we were just in New York for we went and saw Dear Evan Hansen in October, uh, but we also went to Ellen Star Light or Stardust Diner. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and Steve, the the waiters and waitresses there are all. Like Broadway caliber oh, singers, yeah, and, yeah. and they all, you know, like our waitress is like, "I'll be right back. I got to go sing." And then she went up on the stage and sang, and, and it was amazing. You know, there's just so much talent uh, mm-hmm. up in that city; it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's really amazing. I mean, like everywhere you go, there are so many amazing people. So you land a lead role on Broadway, <laughs> uh, which is, you know, everybody's uh, theater actor's dream, and now you're doing the uh, you're you're doing the touring cycle with it. Um, at what point do you look at, um, you know, another role down the way, or do you ride this out as long as you can? I don't know. It, it can't really get a whole lot better than this uh, for, you know, theater and, and uh, you know, Broadway kind of stuff. This is kind of the tops for me, at least. Um, so I'm I'm hoping to stick around because <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is a good time. I mean, it's it's great to, you know, be gainfully employed and, and in a good show, but it's also amazing to be in one that, like, is so up my alley. It's my humor. It's you know. It has already, staying power. Yeah, and and it's just everybody loves it, and everybody comes and has an awesome time, and that's something you know. It's not a downer. People aren't leaving you know crying or whatever. They might be crying from laughter, but it's it's really a joy to be a part of something like that. Hey, I have a question about about being a, a theater actor. And uh, have you ever been an understudy before? Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. I actually started um, as a standby or understudy in New York for this role, and then got promoted to the role as it came out here on the tour. How often were you called in? To, to play the role? Um, every so often. I went for a, a, like a couple month gap for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, probably like 30 times on the year. When, when the lead would eat the sandwich you prepared for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you, you would have to be there at every show, yeah, right? Just yeah, in case. Sure. And so that way, uh, would you still do rehearsals just to stay on Absolutely. top of it? All the time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, they, uh, they're really on top of it because, you know, at the time that you get called up to do it, you got to be 100% ready. There's no margin for error. So, right. Yeah. Wow. Liam, it occurs to me that if you take away the religion, uh, Canadians and Mormons are a lot alike. <laughs> and I'm wondering if you, if you uh, note similarities between uh, Canadians uh, and being nice and often uh, predominantly white uh, and, uh, and, and Mormons as a religion. For sure. I think it's about like kind of the, the level of politeness that comes along with it. And, um, you know, they're they're trying to be so prim and proper and, and everything like that. And I, so I think maybe I can draw on some of that and relate to it a little bit for sure. I had neighbors who were Mormons when I lived in D.C. for a little while. They could not have been nicer. And I think that's part of this, this the homage in, in Book of Mormon is that, uh, yes, it skewers the religion, but it also points out what wonderful, kind, decent people most Mormons really are. And so when people take offense to it, they don't see that. You know, they don't see that this is... An, an homage to what people are essentially doing is being nice. Yeah, absolutely. And and so sometimes I, I think there's an interview of uh, Matt and Trey talking about they saw a commercial that basically was like, be nice to everybody. And they were like, oh, we have to make fun of these people. <laughs> it's just le- and they the Mormons also just kind of lend themselves to that musical theater vibe. You know, so it's it's really easy to kind of, you know, put them into a Broadway show and kind of poke fun at them a little bit. Has the show ever been in Utah? Has it ever toured in Utah? Yeah, yeah. I think, really? uh, yeah, before I got there. But we're actually going to Salt Lake uh, this August for two weeks. And That's so, pretty wild. Yeah, I can't wait. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Interesting. Apparently they go bananas for the show there. Uh, That's very cool. Yeah, because every says a little lot. show that, like, you know, the normal audience, uh, sorry, every little nuance that maybe, you know, non-Mormons would, would kind of go over their heads or something, they pick up every single one. Right. Is, is there a point in the show, no matter how many times you've done it, where you be, 
you come close to losing it or getting caught up in it or being thrown off. For sure, but yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you try and keep it under wraps, but it's. I think it's just because we have such a great cast and they're so funny. And, so, right. you know, sometimes the Cunninghams get a little bit of a leeway in some of the jokes that they can do. And so sometimes it's different. Even I haven't seen it before, what they're going to say or do. And it's, sometimes it's, it's, it's really hard to keep it together. What's your holy grail role? I, we've heard that it's uh, Into the Woods. The, oh, the wolf, yeah. yeah. The I, wolf I would and Into the Woods. love to do, uh, yeah, Cinderella's Prince and Into the Woods. But honestly, I know it's so cliche, but Elder Price has been my dream role. There you go. That's awesome, That's man. a good answer. All right, well, listen, the show is going on now through June 30th. It, it's hilarious. It's at the Academy of Music, and tickets are available at uh, KimmelCenter.org if you want to get them. So uh, grab them now. Nice to meet you, Liam. Thanks for coming by. Yeah, here. thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy your time in Philly. We got to do this one segment, but uh, we'll wrap it up shortly. But the Liam Tobin from the Book of Mormon. The Book of Mormon. And we're going to do the B file right now. Here we go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. All right, I'm going to share a couple of stories with you here quickly. We'll go with this one. While the mother slept, her two diaper-clad children wandered around a mobile home park with a loaded pistol. Uh, yeah, this happened Good on times. Thursday morning. Good times yeah. for the trailer park. Yeah, right? Uh, deputies arrested the 25-year-old woman on suspicion of unlawful firearms possession, and her three children are with Child Protection Services at the after the incident. Why? A resident of the trailer park spotted the boys who were three and one years old. Uh, I think the three-year-old would know how to handle a gun. Walking around with the complex around 6.30 a.m. As a uh, the man and his mother walked the two children to the manager's office, they noticed that the one-year-old was holding what appeared to be a toy pistol. But when the boy dropped the gun, the man realized it was a Raven Arms 25 caliber semi-automatic pistol. Deputies said that the gun had six rounds in the magazine, but none were chambered in the actual pistol. Well, that's a, that's a conscientious mom. That's right. She's looking up for safety yeah. here. The park's manager recognized the children and directed deputies to the mother's home where they found the door open. Deputies found the mother asleep in the master bedroom and her six-year-old daughter asleep on the couch. The woman's boyfriend who came over told deputies she had asked him for the gun for protection. She's prohibited from possessing guns due to her 2014 felony conviction of second-degree robbery. Mm. She's in a little bit but of trouble. But the kids can have them. Uh, if you're on the run from police, make sure that you know what kind of fuel you put in your car. <laughs> uh, the sheriff's office arrested Jeremy Hoffa Thomas after his car became disabled when he put diesel fuel into the 2017 Chevy Cruze. Whoops. Which takes gasoline. By the way, he stole the car. Uh, the incident unfolded after deputies responded to a domestic disturbance where Thomas's stepfather called to report that Thomas threatened and pointed a gun at him. The caller went inside the house, told dispatchers Thomas also fired. Fired the gun at him, and uh, he, along with his girlfriend and her three-year-old child, left the scene before authorities arrived. Uh, and three hours later, a tow truck driver responding to a dead battery call from a woman tipped off an Oregon State trooper. Well, the woman told the, the tow truck driver the make, model, and location of the car, and the tow truck driver revealed that to the troopers, and they realized it was the guy they were looking for. Fortunately, he's an idiot, and he filled it with diesel fuel. You can use diesel on any car, right? Hey, about this, uh, a woman with abs of steel set a new world record for holding a plank pose. Ah. Dana Glowaka, a self-described fitness enthusiast who has trained in several types of yoga, held the plank position for four hours and 20 minutes. That's amazing. My son had a plank off uh, this weekend. He made it like five minutes and three seconds. 
Uh, the, she broke the world record for the female plank. The previous record was three hours and 30 minutes, so she destroyed it with four hours and 20 minutes. Uh, she set the record at the first International Plank Training Conference in Naperville, Illinois. Sounds exciting. Doesn't it, though? <laughs> Uh, the holder of the record for longest plank, uh, male plank, is China's Mao Weidong, who held the position for eight hours and one minute. What and, about when you have to make caca? Uh, and that has stood since 2016. Well, I guess you just kind of... That, that, to me, is the greater achievement. Have Forget to the it. planking, the eight hours of not going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. All right, and then we'll do uh, one more story and wrap this up. A robbery suspect died Sunday... After leaping off a Brooklyn Bridge off-ramp in a desperate bid to escape arrest. What could go wrong? Uh, The 42-year-old man was wanted in a carjacking when he barreled the Honda Accord into an NYPD cruiser. He then headed over the Brooklyn Bridge towards Manhattan. A woman who was in the car with the man is not a suspect in the incident, but police wouldn't say exactly how she came to be involved. But the man tried to drive from the bridge to FDR Drive, but then abruptly pulled a U-turn and slammed into another NYPD car. He then bounced out of the stolen car and jumped over the side of a bridge ramp. And I don't know how high it was, but it was high enough to where... They get pretty high pretty fast, those ramps. They had to take him to Bellevue Medical Center, and uh, he died uh, because of his injuries. Ha ha! Now a quick 80-foot jump into the water. uh, The band's name has not been released. Yeah, I think I think he landed on the ground. I don't think oh. they were over water. Whoops! Yet. I missed the water. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for now. Let's take a quick break. Come back in a moment, uh, Kathy. Let's get a secret text word winner. Can you give me a number caller, please? I'm going to go with nine. All right, caller number nine. If you know the secret text word, two one five two six three WMMR. Call right now. Let's see if we can set you up. We'll grab a random texture as well. We'll be right back. Love MMR. Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Danny California is the name of that song. Red Hot Chili Peppers on MMR with the Preston and Steve Show. I, I keep, you know, it's really nice out. I just have a hard time believing we've got ugly weather coming later on, but uh, that's what they are saying. You know what, though? That's how Mother Nature is. She's a wily bitch. She's a fickle, fickle feline. All right, so, but we're expecting some scattered, strong storms today. A high of about 87 degrees, a little bit on the toasty side, and some afternoon thunderstorm expected uh, tomorrow. High 86, but sunny on Friday, so we got that coming up. Uh, let's take a look at, uh, well, not take a look. Actually, we're going to go to the phones to see if we can get ourselves a winner. We were looking for caller number nine with the secret text word, and it is Sean, who we're going to go to. Hey, Sean, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Sean, what is the secret text word, please? That would be suds. 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 Yeah. 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 Hang on, Sean. So Sean is going to go drink some beer, and uh, that's for Philly Beer Weeks. It's a pretty song. Can we do that one more time? Yeah, that's the wrong one, but yeah, I want to hear that one more time. Uh, So we have a pair of tickets to Philly Beer Weeks uh, kickoff event opening tap. By the way, yeah, Uh, you can enjoy unlimited samples from. uh, more than 65 breweries and cideries. And, uh... That's Michael Bublé. And stuff. Beer is 
Uh, you can get tickets. By the way, it's uh, going to be located this Friday at 2300 Arena in South Philly. Get tickets at phillylovesbeer.org. Uh, yeah. So congratulations. Second verse, same as the first. And And we're also going to give those same tickets to Dave Cross from Brookhaven, Pennsylvania. For beer? For beer. Yeah. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. And stuff. Beer is good. Beer is good. Beer is good. Let it play out. Drink some beer. And there it is. All right, today's lesson question, that's what we're going to ask. And we are going to give away for the correct answer a family four-pack of Thursday, Friday, and Sunday passes to Wizard World Philadelphia. How about that, man? Woof! Uh, Courtesy of Wizard World. And the question that I'm going to ask this morning is, other than a guard dog... What kind of animal might help guard the house for Casey's mom? Two one five two six three WMMR. Other than a guard dog, what kind of animal might help guard the house for Casey's mom? Two one five two six three WMMR. If you were listening and you know you should call right now, we're gonna do the trash this very moment. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what kind of stories you got for us today, sir? Well, the Spice Girls Spice World Tour is off off to a shaky start in Cardiff with the audience complaining about the horrible sound. The problem became evident after the lyrics, tell me what you want, what you really, really want, when the audience shouted, a full refund. (laughs) Mackenzie Bezos, the wife of of Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, announcing she's giving half of her $37 billion divorce settlement to charity. Mackenzie says she'll be all right as long as she budgets and doesn't spend more than $500 million a year. And finally, Drake taking a trip to the Bahamas in his brand new $185 million 767 Boeing jet. The rapper, singer, and ladies' man customized the jet himself and says that in case of a sexual emergency, condoms fall from the bulkhead. (laughs) So it's quite safe. (laughs) Kind of a half laugh there. There you go. And that's your Hollywood track. All right, thanks, Steve. We'll see if we can get an answer. This other than a guard dog, what kind of animal might help guard the house for Casey's mom? And I'm going to go to, it says Matt K on my screen here. Hey, Matt K. Beer is good. Beer is good. And stuff. All right, Matt, do me a favor. Other than a guard dog, what kind of animal might help guard the house for Casey's mom? A parrot. A parrot. Yeah. You are correct, sir. Hang on, Matt. We're going to get your information, and we're going to set you up. That's That's apparently a parrot saying, help me. There you go. That's what you need. We have a family four-pack of Thursday, Friday, or Sunday passes to Wizard World Philadelphia, courtesy of Wizard World. Gear up for a fun-filled weekend as Wizard World Philadelphia comes to the Pennsylvania Convention Center. It's June 13th to the 16th. Meet celebrities from Supergirl, Gotham, and more. Kids 10 and under free. You can visit wizardworld.com for information. We're going to do music news now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. (laughs) 
So Ozzy Osbourne now says that uh, founding drummer Bill Ward should have been a part of Black Sabbath's final tour. Hmm. Uh, Ward was initially part of the Sabbath reunion when it was first announced more than seven years ago, but backed out uh, soon after. Ward later claimed that he sat out the recording and touring sessions due to being offered an unfair contract, while the other three members of Sabbath hinted in interviews that he wasn't physically ready for the trek. (laughs) The Sabbath. <laughs> the Sabbath uh, went out on a farewell tour in 2016. Early. And early 2017. As he said, a new interview uh, that Ward should have been there. He should have been there. Can you do the, the long one with that? Uh, I think that was playing with the band. I was playing with the band from the beginning, and I think it was only right as a member of the band. It was quite far. <laughs> How so? He said, "Do you want to hear what he said?" I want to hear yeah, what he right. said. He said, "So I didn't. I didn't like the fact that Bill Ward wasn't there for a start. Uh, people put that down to me, but it wasn't me, honestly." He said, we didn't have the effing time to hang around. We had to get going, but I'm sorry it didn't work out with that. We had to get going. It wasn't like it was something that was big on my mind. I thought I really liked Bill and he meant a lot to the band. And I wish he was around so I could show him to his place. <laughs> he said, maybe one day there will be at least one last gig. I don't know. Ozzy said that the reunion tour was a bit difficult at times and that he has moved on since Sabbath played his final shows in February 2017. Courtney Love has said in a new interview with The Guardian that Hole is considering a reunion to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the band's 1994 sophomore album, Live Through This. I like that album, and I liked the band for that time. I thought it was a good band. Yeah, there were... I mean, I, it's basically the probably the best parts of Hole... Where what Billy Corrigan was doing for Hole. I really hated Hole yeah. because Courtney can't sing to save her life. Agreed. And when Doll Parts came out, I was like, really? Like, we're playing this song? But some people loved it, and I'll never forget. And this was, I'm not sure if this was Y100 or DRE when I worked there, but I remember seeing a girl at an event who had this huge Hole tattoo oh, wow. on the back of her neck. And I couldn't help but think, wow, Oof. You're, there's someday you're going to regret yeah. having that one because wow. Hole did not go on to be. I mean, they had a couple of hits in the in the in the alt rock world, but you know, it was her I whole did, back. Her whole back? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, it was it was up here. It was like the base of her neck. It was okay. a good size tattoo. That was the size of your fist or something. It was pretty big. I did. I, like, eh. I did like some of the songs. I did, I, I, but the I, rumor was that Billy Corrigan was writing all the stuff. I like Celebrity Skin. I think that's a good yeah. song. Yeah. Um, I think there's like, there, yeah, there's a couple, a couple of songs. What about Doll Parts or Malibu? I didn't like Doll Parts. Malibu, I, I like thought Malibu. was pretty decent. She actually started singing then. Yeah. Instead of the, well, what's the ones? Go on, take everything, take everything. I told you. To. Mm. I don't remember. Anyway. If uh, there, there's there been, <laughs> Ozzy weighed in, uh, there's been talk of a whole reunion before, most notably in 2014, rumors that the band 
Uh, love guitarist Eric Erlinson, uh, drummer Patty Shamel, and bassist Melissa Offdemore, who I had a total crush on, uh, would reunite were eventually shot down by Love herself. Uh, Hole has been largely on hiatus since 2002, although Courtney herself released an album called Nobody's Daughter in 2010. Uh, they did reunite to perform for the first time in 15 years at a party in April of 2012, but who knows? Uh, Eddie Money. Whoa. Uh, he's undergoing heart valve surgery this week. Yeah. Postponed the procedure, actually, so that he could make his gigs on and around Memorial Day weekend. He actually postponed heart surgery. Mm. For not a gig. A, not a good idea. Uh, Money made his 28th consecutive Memorial Day weekend appearance to kick off the DTE Energy Music Theater's 2019 summer concert season uh, on Saturday, May 25th in Detroit. So I guess he's been doing this particular thing for 28 years and didn't want to miss it. Uh, Money is expected to be back on the road in uh, mid-June. Uh, he's now 70 years old. He was experiencing shortness of breath before doctors urged him to have the operation, which is similar to what Mick Jagger had done last month. So he needs to get that done. Uh, and then one last story. Metallica shared a video on Instagram over the weekend of frontman James Hetfield rocking out and singing along with the Motorhead classic Ace of Spades while driving in his car and flashing the devil horns hand gesture. Uh, The band wrote in an accompanying message, Happy Memorial Day weekend. Um, Metallica paid tribute to late Motorhead frontman Ian Lemmy Kilmeister on its latest album, Hardwired Self-Destruct, which came out less than a year after the iconic rocker's December 2015 death from cancer. The song called Murder One was named after Lemmy's favorite live amp. Uh, So James and Lars have both acknowledged the influence on the Motorhead and their band. And uh, so they just did this as a Memorial Day tribute for some reason. But uh, nonetheless, Metallica is going to be touring in Europe uh, from early June through late wow. August. You think of Memorial Day, you think of Motorhead. Uh, there you go, right? All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news for you this morning. Let's take one more quick break. It wrap, uh, ready to wrap things up. Case has some beer for me to give away. Yeah. I like it when that happens. We'll take caller number 14 at 215-263-WMMR. Going to give you a case of Yards Philly Pale Ale before you get tan, you get pale. Philly Pale Ale, it's the classic seasonable brew with the clean hop finish. So, as we've learned, stop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, find Philly Pale Ale at the Lunar Inn in Port Richmond, 215 263 WMMR. Like I said, call it 14. You get it? We'll be back in just a moment. Stay close. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Struts, Luke Spiller, 93.3 WMMR. I love that song, Prima Donna, like me. And he is. He's a great Prima Donna. Awesome at the MMR barbecue. It's uh, 10.30 on this Wednesday morning, the President Steve Show. It's Monday, Florida, but Wednesday, actually. First day of the work week for us, which means our Letter of the Day Word of the Week prize is going to be a short one. So it's going to be a little less work for you this morning. Uh, we'll take a couple of moments to thank some pitbulls who made it through here today. I want to thank, first of all, our gang from Sequoia Outback for feeding everybody. John yeah. Keller and company are here. And John's son is celebrating a birthday. Did I hear that? Yes, Lucas. 
Lucas. Lucas is celebrating his 17th birthday today. All right. Well, happy birthday, man. That's cool. Nice. I got a, somebody that's turning 17 years old in my household in a couple of weeks. So. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, they're all growing up, man. So, But uh, Steve is going to be your... Master of Ceremonies for their Beer and Barbecue Bash, and it's this Saturday that you're going to be there. You look, listen, listen, the whole place is set up for outdoor living, and it's phenomenal. Everything that you see around there is is purchasable, which is great, but uh, there's going to be a lot of food and a lot of beverage and a lot of good time. It's just, it's massive. It's huge. I, I remember before we, you know, came upon Sequoia Outback, you had to go to this place and then that place and these places, blah, 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 to find the things you were looking for. They oh, got, yeah. They got everything. Well, it's huge. And you, it's not in a box. You see it set up and yep. uh, displayed. So it is exactly the way you see it, and you can kind of get an idea of how it would look at your home. Yep, exactly. So uh, Saturday, noon to 2, Steve will be there. Uh, thank you also to Stephanie Monceux, who is the ringmaster of the Big Apple. Yeah. Ringmaster Stephanie was really cool. What an interesting life she's lived. And uh, this show, uh, Bill Weston went to. Said it he was did. fantastic. Yes. Uh, so it is now running and goes on through June 16. There are multiple shows per day. You can go to BigAppleCircus.com. And it is located at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, PA. Thank you also to actor Liam Tobin, who came by. He's performing in the Book of Mormon, and he is the lead role, Elder Price. And uh, they're now having the show at uh, the Academy of Music. That goes through June 30th. Tickets available at KimmelCenter.org. It's hilarious. It's definitely worth seeing. So thanks to everybody who's been on the show today. Pierre Robert is back. Uh, Were you off yesterday as well, Pierre? I was, yes. Nice. Well, welcome back, sir. Did you enjoy your time? I did. Nice. And yeah, uh, quite a weekend with uh, Billy Joel. Well, with Friday, you guys at Keenan's, me at uh, um, Resorts, yeah. and uh, Jackson also in uh, Wildwood, and then up to see Billy Joel on Friday and The Who on Saturday. <laughs> Talked a little bit about The Who earlier this morning, and, and I just was saying what I said to you, which is I, I was blown away by it. I, I went in maybe with slightly lowered expectations just because they are getting up there a little bit. You told me it was a show not to be missed, but I was so impressed at how great especially Roger sounded, but really the whole band, the symphony orchestra was awesome. And it was so cool to listen to you on the way home because uh, we got out of there like 11.15, 11.30. I know they were kind of hustling you out, which uh, <laughs> I think the, the people that were working at the ballpark um, didn't quite expect MMR to stay as late as maybe you guys were, but uh, it was still cool. That was early uh, by I our know. standards, but, mm-hmm. but uh, over in the other venues, they don't. Uh, give us the bums rush quite as fast, but um, you know those those guys wanted to go home. They were nice guys, so. and it was such a nice night for a show. It was just yeah. perfect oh, it was weather, perfect. Yeah, and uh, I stayed up all night and flew to California Sunday morning. What? Um, and uh, went out there for three days and hopped on the red eye last night and came back and feel fresh as daisies. Did you just get in from the airport now? Yeah. Holy f. Well, I mean, I went home and took a shower. Okay, but I was walking on board the aeroplane and. Uh, uh, on my way to steerage, and in first class, this guy, so giant man, yeah. yeah, well, steerage, yeah. Uh, lower class, the cheap seats, whatever you want to call it, economy, um, and this giant man said, "Aren't you? Are you Pierre?" In first class, and I go, "Yes," and I knew his face with his big beard, and he goes, "I'm John Dornboss." Oh. Great, 
day in the morning, a hockey player. It was so good. So we had a nice chat, and then I went back to steerage and fell asleep. Huh. Well, we were sort of uh, positing that, uh, I don't know if that's the right word or not. Yes, uh, that you he was got it right. At Citizens Bank Park today for some Ellen thing. So maybe he is yeah. going to be here. That's mm-hmm. what it's got to be. Is he the magic guy, too? He is yes, the magic, magic guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought so, but I didn't want to say so in case it really wasn't true. Um, so we shared a plane uh, and didn't talk at all. <laughs> yeah, let's, wow. let's split this plane. Yeah, yeah. We, he had the, the good part and I had the back part. It was all abuse. You had more, though. I mean, yeah, I, I had more. Yeah, a lot more. He had a lot more leg room, though. Yeah. But that's okay. Oh, he good. deserves it. Yeah, there right. it is. Well, listen, our Word of the Week prize is only three letters. You ready with that? Yo. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter B as in broccoli. Ah, broccoli. We have a pair of VIP passes to Wizard World, Philadelphia, courtesy of Wizard World. You can gear up for a fun-filled weekend as Wizard World Philadelphia comes to the Pennsylvania Convention Center June 13th to the 16th. You can meet celebrities from Supergirl, Gotham, and more. Kids 10 and under are free. Visit wizardworld.com for information. So we'll give that away on uh, Friday. What do you have planned for today's show? Well, we'll have another MM Archive session uh, pass for uh, Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings, which is tomorrow now. Uh, they're going to play open their tour in Philly tomorrow night at the TLA. They're going to come by and do a session for us. Uh, we'll also have workforce blocks of, um, let's see, we've got Oasis for Noel Gallagher's birthday. We've got Nirvana. We've got John Fogarty and Creedence Clearwater Revival that we will also celebrate in the uh, workforce blocks today. So it should be a pleasant day. Nice. Wonderful. All right. Thank you very much, Pierre. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, well, no, I need to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show. Brought to you today by Acme Markets, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness black card and you'll enjoy massage chairs, hydro massage, tanning, and more. And also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking. Fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Uh, tomorrow, we'll cook up some stuff for you. We're just back from a few days off, so cut us some slack. Why uh, not? That's it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Man. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. If life is all about getting laid, then why the expression you and insult? Next message. I just want to say the backup camera in my car. I love you. I love you. Next message. You know what I like is when someone tries to feed you bullshit like your girlfriend try to tell you that she's cleaning a house at 10 o'clock at night. Bull. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.